Take another swig of Jim Beam. Podcast with Rick and Blake. Uh, Blake wants to talk about. <laughs> we've been talking. Yeah, we've so, been talking hey guys, shit. we were talking shit for Forever. like thirty minutes, and Blake yeah, really I was wanted making, to say I'm making a drink, and I um I thought it was worth noting that it this is um made from Savannah handcrafted vodka, and I'm actually drinking vodka sodas right now. But Savannah, what? Georgia? Savannah, no. So look, I. Just, so I, I had a suspicion, for some reason, whenever you see something that's like Savannah Distillery Com- Company or whatever, like it's probably not made in Savannah. No, it's so bottled in Savannah. No, it's not even that, man. I'm looking at this shit. <laughs> shit, it's worse. Well, at least it's still in Georgia. This, is, this shit was uh, produced and bottled by Savannah Bourbon Co. in Blairsville, Georgia, which is where we go hiking. Yeah, that's yeah. north. Yeah, yeah. That's not south. That's where no. Savannah is, south, east. No, it's... It says best of the low country, but it's not even like from there. So, <laughs> what are you doing I don't here? Know. Are you pitching it? I don't know are if I'm pitching it or if I'm shitting on it, but it tastes okay. All right, it's guys, we'll get Savannah Blairsville vodka, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Wait till the next episode for the full review. I'll see if I get a headache or not. I used this for cooking last time. It makes a hell of a good uh, penny ala vodka, though. Really? Ah, that was you. my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. We we deleted that episode, so now we gotta go back and re-record. We do. Um, does vodka usually give you a headache? If it's not good vodka, it does. Oh, really? For me, it the does. impurities. I don't know what it is. Just I don't really something. know how vodka works. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry, guys. That Blake really wanted to get that out there. I did. Tangent land. But hopefully, everyone had a good week. Uh, we really appreciate y'all listening today. Um. As usual, I think Blake has prepped the shit out of everything. Yeah, it looks like. So I guess for me, visually, what do I see? I don't see much today. I see a bowl full of. It's a pretty simple one. It looks like. uh, It doesn't look very appetizing, but. What would that look like? uh, Chicken. It's it's actually. What's in there right now? (laughs) What is in there? Oh, hey, what are you making there, bud? So. Tonight I I'm making. To there's no secrets here. So the last couple of weeks we've been doing uh, prepping for Halloween, and as you guys know, Halloween's over, and uh, I'm going back to like normal dishes, and I'm not trying to make weird shit that Ricky's gonna hate right now. So thank you. Um, I appreciate that. So what I'm making tonight, and it goes with our theme. It's a uh, satay chicken. You said that first word wrong. Satay chicken. Sautéed. <laughs> Okay. It's it's uh the U silent so, the A silent. Oh, gotcha. Silent, yeah, dude. it's sautéed chicken. Yeah, so that's a different type of chicken. That's uh that's a, this is sautéed chicken. Method. How do you spell that? Uh, I think it's S A T A Y. I believe. Check that shit out. Okay. I will check that. So shit I'm making sautéed chicken, which what I started out with was um. God dang, you're right. Unfortunately, I'm always right, motherfucker. What, uh, unfortunately, though, Springer Mountain Farms 
For some reason, it doesn't make chicken thighs that you can buy in the grocery store. It's because so they're too good. They keep them for themselves. <laughs> Those bastards. You're probably right. Springer Mountain, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> We've supported you from day one. <laughs> All we wanted is to support you. And you I love chicken, chicken thighs, thighs, too, man. Me, too, man. They need to... Springer, if you're listening... Thank you. You should, it out there. you should really consider putting your chicken thighs out there on the market for us regular folk to buy. Yeah. Because I'd love to taste how Don't good just they save are. them for your families. Yeah. We need them, too. I bet you there's a pile of fried chicken thighs sitting on the Springer Mountain oh, family table right God, now. dude. Just at the plant? Yeah. That's just... what they cook up for all the employees? That's a cool-ass business model, <laughs> They don't too. even make money. They just make chicken <laughs> yeah. thighs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they don't pay them. That's kind of not good. <laughs> um, so you're making satay chicken. Mm-hmm. Where's that coming from? So it originates in Malaysia. Go for I don't it. know if it originates in Malaysia. It's big in Malaysia. Um, I'm not sure exactly if it's like from there, but it's definitely a popular dish. Um, a lot of times from what I was researching, you'll see it like as a street food and it's on skewers. And Is that how you're going to serve it? That's how I'm going to serve it tonight. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. It can be served as like a dish, um, like in a plate, like you can, it can be done fancy. Uh, but tonight I'm gonna do more like the street version of it. So what I started out with and what you're seeing in this bowl is I took four chicken thighs. I took the skin off of them and I deboned them. And then I took that what was left and I pounded it out with the meat mallet, mm -hmm. which is what I like to do with chicken. And, uh, and then I cut them into like strips and like basically strips and cubes. Um, it doesn't have to be super regularly cut. You can kind of do irregular cuts with it. And then I've got um, marinating right now in a mixture of coconut milk, um, soy sauce, fish sauce, uh, yellow curry, and um, uh, turmeric, and some fresh, um, fresh grated ginger, and lime. I'm trying to remember what else I put in it. Salt, pepper, and uh, and that's just kind of marinating there. You want to smell it? Yeah, it smells good. Dude, how long does it have to marinate? Um. You know, oh, dude, dude, that smells like, uh, no offense. <laughs> no offense. I can't even wait for you. <laughs> no offense, dude. Right no, no, I like it. You know Boyan cubes? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Boyan cubes? Is that what it's called? <laughs> those little those little chicken stocks yeah, your mom's throwing throw in the damn chicken. Yeah, Boyan cubes. It smells like that. Okay. That's not a cut down. No, I'll take it. I mean, it smells good. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, hey, dude. listeners, my palate sucks. That hell looks good. I mean, we know, we know what's going on, dude. But that smells really good. I like turmeric, and it's good for you. It is good for you. It's good for the liver. Ginger's good for you too. Yeah, it's all. It's all pretty healthy, man. That's why Asians are so healthy. I wish them. Damn, I got that, that fucked fucking up. Fucking head, uh, dude. Damn. I said a good thing about Asians. That's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Blake. What, dude? You need to slow down those vodkas, listeners, guys. Tell Blake to slow down <laughs> right now. Just say slow down. He needs to slow down. He's getting. He's wearing his damn wine. All right. So here's the deal, guys. Uh, we're gonna. Oh, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta cover that. We gotta address the fact that Blake's wearing the. We like to call it the recording shirt. So when <laughs> like someone, a show for, shirt. So when someone forgets to bring their mic or something's broke or we don't know how else to record it, you have to wear the the recording shirt, which is a fucking Hawaiian <laughs> shirt with a pocket. And you gotta yep. put your phone in the pocket to record, and Blake's wearing that. Yeah. Because why, Blake? Well, so <laughs> listeners, um, 
if my audio sucks, I apologize. I'll do my best to clean it up and post. But um, yeah, so if you listen to the last episode, um, you'll know. If you didn't listen to the last episode, you should check it out. But if you made it all the way to the end, when me and Rick went to the basement in the end of our investigation, um, my mic went crazy at the end. Uh, I've never had an issue with that mic. Um, we were just kind of standing there just uh, doing our EVP session and um, I wasn't moving or anything, anything that would damage the mic. And then all of a sudden, um, my mic just freaked out after I asked a question. And I, I plugged it back in tonight and it's just, it's totally fucked. So, so I'm gonna say- Either it malfunctioned or- No, no, don't throw them under there. Yeah, the ghost did it, yeah. dude. I really don't want to like- you We know, want free stuff. Paladu <laughs> did a decent job with this mic, man. It sounded good until, uh, until it got fucked by spirits. So I'm not gonna give him a bad rating on Amazon. I'm gonna but give be, him a, a four and a half stars because. But it, be weary, weary, be weary, be weary, weary. If uh, if you go ghost hunting and you wear a paladu, it might fuck up. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four and a half stars for not being. Um, now everyone's gonna give us a four and a half stars, Blake. We don't have a place for stars. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get ranked, <laughs> rated. Um, yeah. So Blake basically has a spirit in his. Oh, dude, how crazy would that be? What? This is a tangent land now, for real. <clears throat> what if the spirit encapsulated itself into the microphone? Oh, it'd be the perfect EVP mic. That'd be sick. Yeah, you should hang on to that. Dope. Don't throw it away. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna throw it away. Okay. I'm a hoarder, bro. You'll probably fix it. <laughs> I'll try to figure out a way to fix it. Yeah. You'll probably have a little damn soldering pin out here. There's got to be a way to fix that <laughs> bastard. Um. All right, guys. So. We're disjointed today. We are on episode seven. Yeah, theoretical seven. Theoretical seven, technically ten. Yeah. So we still have three more episodes until we get it perfect. Still our milestone, yeah. But we have incorporated a few things, guys. We've incorporated a chalkboard. (laughs) (laughs) A timer. And that's it. <laughs> Rick's so, got a hat on. Yeah, and I so got a hat Rick's on. Got a hat. So it's a, oh, I have a mustache. Yeah, and Blake has a mustache. I have a hat on backwards like a douche, and Blake has a mustache like a douche. If I keep going with this mustache, I'm gonna have to name this fucking thing, dude. You're gonna have to. You should grow it out like down, mm. down. Mm. Like I grew one out and went down all the way down here, dude. You know that show. <laughs> Guys, Orange County Choppers. Orange County Choppers. I had an Orange County Choppers damn mustache. I can see your dad with that. Yeah. Shit. Well, he has. You and but Big he looks Rick, he looks cool with it, man. I would like Rick could DJ. have a Orange County Choppers uh, your own show. We should. But but it would be it would be uh it would be uh, Coffee County Cutters <laughs> and it'd be us cutting grass. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we used to do together. Coffee County um, Cutters. Yeah, so we're, uh, I, dude, I like how I introduced the topic first, so today, basically, guys, we're not going to beat around the, the shit, uh, Blake's Dish, uh, what was it called? Sale? Uh, satay Chicken. Satay Chicken. Yep. It's a Malaysian dish. I'll be making a Malaysian cocktail later, and we're going to be talking about Malaysian Airlines MH370 Disappearance. So, we're not going to do it now, but I just want to go ahead and introduce the topic, and we're going to go ahead and get into some catsups. Yep. (laughs) Catsups. Any themes you guys hear tonight will be based on that. I'm assuming 
your cocktail. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what I just said. Okay. You never listen. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. Damn, dude, my bad. Okay, no, you're cool. Um, uh, so catch ca- ups. Catch ups. What'd you do this? Dude, I got a hell of a catch up for you. Ooh, I love. I got a hell of a catch up for you. I love so, catch ups. Uh, as you know, last weekend was basically like Halloween was on a Thursday or something, right? Yeah, it was but, weird. So like everyone had their parties on like Friday or Saturday or whatever. So I went to a Halloween party on Friday. <clears throat> It was a cool party. It was a good time. Um, basic party shit, like everybody was hanging out, having a good time, drinking, having fun. So that part of my weekend was totally cool, totally chill. Uh, but that night, I come back home, I go to sleep mm-hmm. after the party. I'm like a little bit buzzed, right? Like not, I'm not fucked or anything. Like me and Sarah were like, it, we were there for really late, lo- way later than we normally are. I think it was like two o'clock a.m. So I, Holy yeah, shit. That's late for me. Yeah, you wake up at like yeah. 6. So I was like kind of like grumpy just because I was sleepy. Um, so I come home, I go to sleep, right? And then um, <clears throat> Sarah's knocked out. I'm knocked out. I don't sleep that well. Um, so I wake up at like 4 a.m., right? And I hear someone screaming, help. Like, help. Help me. Like, somebody please help. And like crying. It was like a female voice, like here, clear as day, because we're on this balcony up here. I hear literally fucking everything that goes on down there. I don't know what it is about being on this third floor, but it projects. Mm -hmm. Um, And that combined with me being a light sleeper, like anytime someone's screaming out there, it like wakes me wide awake. And this is not the first time this shit has happened. Okay. Someone screaming <laughs> help outside. Just to, right. Just so I mean, know. I know where you this live. Is, this Listeners, is like, we've said it before. He lives downtown. So yeah, this is like the third or fourth, maybe the fifth time that's happened. Um, this is only the third time I've actually gone down to see what the fuck was going oh, on. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, so, sister. <clears throat> so I hear this shit, and I can't just fucking not do anything about it, right? Because that's fucked up. Because you're a good dude. Because I'm a semi-decent person. So I go outside and like... Listeners, before he goes on, you, you heard how I complimented him. He couldn't take it. So he's like, I'm a semi-decent person. All right, anyway, that's just, how, that's just how we roll. Okay, keep going. So you yeah. went down. So I went down and um, so I don't know. Like before I went down, I woke Sarah up. I was like, Sarah, get your phone out. Get get ready to call 911. Like, I don't know what's going on, but somebody's screaming help outside. So I'm going to go check it out. And I was like, get your phone ready and like try to see if you can see where I'm at outside. And so Sarah's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, don't go out there. And I'm like, I, dude, I'm going to go out there. Like, just, hold, I'll be good. Just hold tight. So, like, I put my fucking pants on, put a shirt on. I think I threw my boots on or something. And then I put, like, I threw my pocket knife in my pocket and, like, just walked out. You didn't get a pistol? No, nah, I didn't even take my gun. Holy I, shit, man. You man, idiot. I'm not trying to get shot by the cops out here. There's... No, you There's shoot the cops. guy that's killing somebody, dude. Totally yeah. different story. Anyways, this is different. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, a different. Okay, okay, that's okay. a different vibe. So okay. like, I just throw throw the blade in my pocket and I walk out, and um, I walk out instead of walking out because I'm hearing the noise coming across the street directly across the street at like Java Lords, mm-hmm. and I can't really see anything. The drug dealers. The drug dealers. Oh. I can't really see anything. So like, I go out the side door in Bass and I walk my way around. So I'm like. I don't know what I'm about to walk up on. The visitors. Yeah, door. I don't okay. know what I'm about to walk up on. Like yeah. it could be someone getting murdered, it could be someone getting jumped, or someone you know, worse, you know, whatever. So like I walk up and I'm like walking slow between cars and shit, and trying to be stealthy. And then I walk up and as soon as I get to Java Lords, I I hear where it's coming from and I look up 
and there's a fucking girl on the roof of the hookah bar. I don't know where that is. So if you go out and you look out the window, <clears throat> there's a there's a hookah bar, right? Yeah. And then there's a roof on top of the hookah bar, and the the back side of the roof is like covered three sides, right? So mm -hmm. there's a it's like twelve feet up from there, like. So if you're if you're on this little tiny roof, there's like three walls behind you, and it's like twelve feet. So you're not jumping up that shit. Um, and then in front of that, there's barbed wire on the roof of the hookah bar. Okay. And then in front of that, there's a pointy fucking fence, right? So the only way you get on top of this little piece of roof is if, like, you had a ladder and okay. got up there. And I see this girl up there. She's screaming, fucking bloody murder, help me, like, someone please help. And then, like, I walk up to her, I'm like, hey, how in the fuck did you get up there? And she's like, thank you for coming out here, like, I am stuck up here. Can you please help me? And I'm like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can to help you out. Like, but how the hell did you get up there? Like, what the fuck? Like, do you, is there a back entrance or like, is there a hole in the roof? Cause like how you're up there doesn't make any sense. And she was like, it's my 24th birthday. My friends got a ladder and said, let's get on the roof. And they put the ladder up, let me get on the roof. And they took the ladder and they took it away. Happy birthday. Yeah. What a bunch of fucking What a assholes. bunch of fucking dickheads. What a dude. bunch of pieces of shit. Whoever's friend that was, fuck y'all. Yeah, fuck you. If you're listening, if you're listening piece to this, of shit. If you're listening, right, send us a message. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, yeah. send us the email. The glass wine podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> or out on the edge podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Um, so, so what'd you do? So then, like, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know how the fuck to get you off this roof and, like, Obviously, I don't know you, and this girl had taken her shoes off. I think she might have been fucked up on drugs. I thought it's she her was 24th birthday. Yeah. Of course, I she thought was she fucked was. Up. I thought she was, but she said she was hanging out at Java Lords, and she said Java Lords is fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, it is fucked up, but also, you're probably on drugs. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you drunk? And she's like, I'm not drunk. And I was like, okay, cool. She took her shoes off. She had so first off, it's like. 30 something yeah it's cold it's cold it was a cold night yeah, it's so cold. it's like 30 something degrees the girl's got no jacket on short sleeves took her shoes off threw them she looks like a normal ass girl but clearly she had had a rough night like she was partying or something but like i call the cops or i sarah calls me and i'm like sarah call the cops sarah calls the cops um and about like seven minutes later a cop shows up which is a long time for this area because usually the cops are on top of shit around here but like cop shows well, up it's 4 a.m and yeah yeah understandable yeah. understandable the Atlanta PD does a good job around here shout out to APD <laughs> fuck APD if you're listening oh, damn bro <laughs> no I'm kidding they yeah. do good work they do good work yeah they're pretty good they're, they're good they as don't take cops care go. they don't take care of us out where we live oh y'all live out DeKalb County man. BFE, dude. Nah, man, we're still in the circle. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Tangent. So, uh, one one female cop shows up. She gets out of her car. I wave her down. She gets out of her car. She walks up to me with like her hands on her waist. She looks up at this girl. She's like, "Damn, how the fuck did you get out there?" And the girl's like, "Help." <laughs> She's freezing by then. Yeah. The cop like looks at me and was like. How are we gonna get her down? And I'm just like, that's, that's what your fuck job. I called you for. <laughs> She's like, what do you think? 
And I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I, I Are got you a, a cop? Blake? I was like, huh? <laughs> Are you a cop? No, I'm not a cop. I got a why mustache, she, but... Why I are they asking you questions? I don't know, man. I'm like, You look there. like a cop. It threw her off. <laughs> that, she might have thought I was a cop yeah, because of the mustache. You were off duty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, once this cop shows up, I'll just leave. And right. I'll go yeah. back to bed. Yeah. Like I wanted to. It's going to be taken care of. Obviously. So she shows up. She's like, you got a ladder? And I was like, I can find one. Shit. Like, so I come back. And I, I walk across the street back to Bass. I go downstairs. I get the extension ladder. I walk back my ass back upstairs with this big ass extension ladder because it's pretty fucking high up, and I needed the biggest one we had. So like once I get over there, um, like there's four more cops there just kind of standing around, just looking at this shit go down. Well, and like not. no one's really doing anything. They want to laugh about it. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. And then like I throw the ladder up there. The lady cop goes up, gets her down, brings her down, like ask her some questions they ask for id um and then like they take her home and i go back dude you're I like a carry you're, the like ladder a, back. you're like a saint nah dude you know how all saints day was halloween i think blake longsworth should be added <laughs> to that list dude. no i mean no you did a good deed man. but that's, that's good. a good deed for the month if if you hurt i someone, do it too man if you heard someone screaming help outside dude i can't out not there. fucking i'd go out there yeah I didn't know getting shot at or some shit, but I'd go out there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Eric Brugge. He's one of my friends. He, he okay. I think he listens to this podcast. He's a cop in Birmingham. So oh, yeah. That, I just wanted to bring it Yo, back Eric, around. Dude, if I ever get pulled over in Birmingham. Yeah, hook him up. Hook, hook up Blake. Up. He has a dumbass mustache. Yeah, you'll know um, me when you see me. So that's what you did. You saved a life. If you really think Maybe. about it, you probably did save a life. That girl could have died up there. Because 30 degrees? Yeah. She would have been. I mean, she might not have died, but I don't, know, I don't know what she was on drugs wise. So she might have like. Was it tough? Was it <laughs> tough? You think she's on tough drugs? What's that? Like hard coke? Drug? Man, that, that <laughs> like heroin. Job I don't know the that job Lord's thing, man. It's like ah, we, can't, a we lot haven't of, brought that up. Yeah, yet. we haven't brought and that up. We're not going to talk about it. We just said drug dealers yeah. earlier. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about race, the, race. the brawl that happened over there. I think yeah, we did. Did I talk about it on on the podcast? Okay. No, yeah. maybe not. No, I don't think so. I think I talked about it before. I'm not going to go into it. Okay, we'll go into the next time. Yeah, we'll go into the next time. But long story short, that kind of fucked up my Saturday because uh, <laughs> I didn't get any sleep. So, like, I slept in a little bit. I still woke up at, like, 8 a.m. And I went and fucked around with a Thunderbird, which is almost done, by the way. What? I didn't get a phone call. I wasn't here. No, nah, you weren't here. I lifted the heads off of myself. My back hurts a little bit, but... Why didn't you even call me? Because you weren't in town. I did it on Tuesday. You didn't even text me, dude. You weren't, I knew you weren't here. I could have came back. Why are we talking to each other? We're supposed to be talking to back from Philly. <laughs> I could have back from Philly. That's all you did? That's all I did, you just man. saved a life? I just what fucking, fucking... I didn't save that girl's life, man. You she probably was, did. I mean, bro, she... Dude, 30 degrees is cold. It's pretty cold. How big was she? No, I'm not trying to I mean, get in the way. She, she was a little lady, like, right? Probably. Nah, she was. I mean, she she wasn't small, but she wasn't big. Okay, either. that's good. She was a good. She was a nice medium size. Good. Yeah, she had enough um, on her. Okay, for a we're gonna stop there. We're stopping to survive. There. Okay, you know we're done. Mean? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be inclusive, bud. Yeah, she's a listener. Is she? If she's a listener. Oh, you should have told her about it. If she's a listener, happy 24th birthday. Yeah, happy 24th birthday, mystery girl on the roof. She told me her name, but I forgot. Mm. We should have gave her a shout out. Yeah. Should have yeah. wrote it down. She said she lives in the neighborhood, so I'm sure I'll see her around. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not on roofs. Hopefully not on roofs anymore. Or on drugs. She's wearing silver sparkly shoes. 
That's cool. Yeah. I support that. <clears throat> She's probably at that show across the street. He can probably. hear it from here. Yeah. There's a show across the street, guys. <laughs> at whatever the fuck that place is called, Variety Playhouse, I guess. Um. Well, that's it. That's all you did. Just be a hero. Um. Pretty much, man. That was pretty much it. Like on Sunday, on Saturday, I worked on a T-bird, and then on Sunday, we just kind of recouped. Recouped. Did normal shit. So it's kind of like our Sundays usually. What's that? That's kind of like ours. Yeah, our Sundays. That's yeah. like everyone's Sundays, guys. You know, <laughs> if you're at home listening to yeah. this, that's kind of <clears> how it works. Can't get party too hard crazy. on Friday, Friday and Saturday, and Sunday you're done. Yeah, you can't get too crazy on Sunday because you got to work on Monday. Unfortunately, we uh, we party hard on uh, what what's tonight? Thursday. Every night but Sunday. <laughs> Every night but Sunday. Uh, um, today's Thursday. That's cool, man. Proud of you. Uh, so, listeners, like I said, we're gonna talk about. Wait, what oh. the fuck did you do this weekend, man? Don't fucking. I always try to back I'll out just of it. Glaze over your weekend, bro. I always try to back out of it. What'd what did do? I do? What did I do, dude? You tell me. What'd you do? I'm about to drop some chicken in the Trick or treating. On. What day was that? Thursday. Oh, I remember what I had to do. Sorry, guys. Uh, damn, that's sizzling, bud. That sounds good. That sounds good already. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to taste good, but it sounds good. Yeah, so I went to uh, I went to Birmingham to do my other job. Did you meet with uh, the cop guy? Yeah, he was there. Was so he, I was there all weekend, pretty much, man. Does so, he work with you or no? Uh, he works in a different part. So, thing. I'm trying to be very vague about this, guys, because I hate talking about that crap. So works in a different department or just a different. Works a cop. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all, dude. I couldn't do their job, man. It's too intense. Man, I would, man. I. <coughs> it's too intense for, for what they get paid. For what they get paid, it's not worth it. No, not really I mean, I would love the job, but man, damn, dude, they got to deal with a lot of crap. And I, I would I not want to deal with that bullshit. I want to deal with the bullshit they have to deal with. Hell no. So, uh, I went and did that all weekend, dude. And that was pretty much it. Like, came home Sunday. Uh, I know, guys, this is really boring because <laughs> I didn't really do shit. And uh, Monday I flew to Philly. So, guys, I travel sometimes for work. I I work in uh, automation. And uh, we have an office in Philadelphia, and I have to go there sometimes <laughs> when they want to yell at me or, or yell at all of us. <laughs> Did you go to McGurk's or no? Yeah, hell yeah. You did? So Fuck bringing yeah. it back, dude, I went to McGurk's Monday night. Update. The whole crew. And it was good as shit, man. Is that what y'all that do? That place is awesome, dude. Well, because there's nothing. So, listeners. Nothing else really there. When I say Philadelphia, I mean North Philadelphia. And I mean the sticks. Like, there's nothing up there, right? So, there's like three restaurants. So, we went to, we went to McGurk's. Then we had a, uh, we were like hosting like a like a training type thing. Okay. So we had uh, like a group, whatever, uh, group dinner the next night. 
Okay. It was at a Mexican place, Ooh, which Mexican was place. actually delicious. And I guess I should probably look it up, give a shout, shout out. Shout them out. Because uh, we drank them out of, <laughs> not me, not me, guys, but the crew, like our workers. What did you drink them out of? Every single bourbon they had. Damn. Every single whiskey they had. We drank okay. them out of Coronas. You drank them out of Coronas? Place, dude. We drank them out of Coronas. That's how hard that, that party went, son. So, it's pretty intense, but let dude. me see if I can find the name. I love, man, company parties are fun sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool because, like, I don't know, man, the, the, the industry I work in, which we touched on, or did we delete that one too? Automation? Yeah, I mean automation, but I'm saying like, you know, corrugated board and stuff. Like, the guys that work in that, man, they don't get out much. They work like 14 hour days and stuff, so it's nice to see people get to, you know what I mean? Have yeah, a yeah. good time. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're having to come to a event or a training or whatever the hell, you know, it's good to see, you know, people having fun, which. People I should have fun. Well, especially if you work all the time. Yeah. I Last time we had a company meeting, we have a quarterly ones, so we have them every fucking quarter, which is seems like a lot, but they're always a good time. Um, <clears throat> we went to a bowling alley, and like we were all just kind of like drinking beers, and it was all really normal. And then, um, <clears throat> then I'm like, I walk up to the bartender, and I'm like, hey, you guys have any like drink specials? And the lady's like, we got two dollar fireball shots. Ooh. And uh, in my, and like, the installation manager like is next to me, and he's like, "Did you just say two dollar fireball shots?" And we literally drank them out of fireball. And uh, it was pretty intense. I mean, I think they had like six bottles or some shit. Dude, we dr- we cleared out. We drank all them out of fireball. Dude, I'm not talking as much as I should. We drank them out of all of the Johnny Walker. Oh my God, that's that's some nice shit. If right that's there. telling you something, I didn't drink it, listeners. Let's. I didn't honest. think you liked Johnny Walker. No, I mean I had a shot of it. I only had I literally only had like three drinks, right? Yeah. Because you you gotta keep it fucking professional. Yeah, honest. you can't get too crazy yeah. around the work folks. But uh, yeah, man, they were getting wild as shit. I. I can't find the name of the place, man. I'm sorry. Uh, if you're in Fort Washington, it's a Mexican restaurant. They the service sucks, <laughs> <laughs> but the food is delicious. I had the mole, and it was awesome. The mole enchiladas? No, just mole, like chicken mole. You know oh, that just is, the Blake? chicken? Absolutely. <laughs> you know I know what the you should have made damn chicken mole tonight, son. Well, that's on the list. Of an awesome. Um. That's what I did. So I really didn't have a weekend, guys. Sometimes that shit happens. Um, God damn it. What else happened, though? Something else important. Nothing. All right, so a <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple quick shout-outs. Uh, the Juice Podcast. That's uh, Blake's wife's podcast. Go listen to it. It's on the uh, Apple Podcast, right? Yep. Uh, go check that out, guys. Um, my wife, Shelby. What's up, go Shelby? check her out if you need some design work, like we talked about before. Uh, 
shout outs to Nick and Ty who are still listening. Uh, Travis Free. I'm doing shout outs. <laughs> shout out to Paul. I'm Willis. trying to remember all of it. Paul Willis. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we really need to get to 500 Instagram followers. Yeah, we do. We're gonna set a goal. What, what's we, our What's our goal be? That's our goal. Yeah, but what What time? We're frame? gonna use the Ouija board. Oh, within, dude, by the New Year. Okay. Right. That's pretty reasonable. That's reasonable. So by the New Year, tell all your friends. I think we have like 30 listeners or something right now, which is great. I appreciate it. I thought we were going to have like one listener. <laughs> so I thought I was just going to be listening to it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tell all your friends. We want to get up there. We want to use the Ouija board. I'm scared as shit. Uh, yeah, that's just scary, man. But, Blake, that was oh. my weekend, man. I know it sucks. Dude, I'm sorry. I, did, I, I know, guys, I'm sorry my weekend sucked. But what the hell are you doing right now? Cause you're doing it was, yeah, so I'm over here. Uh, I'm being quiet right now because I just took the chicken that I've been marinating and I've dropped it in the small cast iron. Um, so what I did was just a little bit of butter. I got it on medium to low heat because I'm not really trying to sear this right now. A lot of times this is done on a grill, so this is going to be a two-step process. So what I'm doing right now is I'm basically cooking the chicken through in my cast iron with a little bit of butter. Uh, there's a lot of liquid in it, so it's not going to get super charred, but I got a second step for that um, that will bring that to the next level. So essentially what I'm going to do after I finish this is I'm going to put it on the open flame of the uh, burner and uh, kind of finish it out, give it a little bit of a blackening on it. should be pretty good. I'm actually excited about it. Uh, I don't know where Rick went off to. It sounds like he probably went to the restroom, but... No. I'm gonna... Oh, that's good. Damn. Yeah, I did go to the restroom. Let's take a... Hey guys, I'm back. This is a very preliminary bite. This is bite. a... What do you mean preliminary? It's chicken. I'm not eating that unless it's cooked. No, look man, when I said preliminary, <laughs> what I mean is... Oh, here, tear. Oh my God, it's, it's hot. hot. It's hot. It Holy came right out of the pan. Hot. Eat it. Eat it. All right, guys, here's what I'm going to say. If it was Springer Mountain chicken thighs, it'd be better. But <laughs> what? That seasoning is delicious, dude. Thank you. That's some good ass fucking marinade. Thanks, I'm man. proud of you, dude. I'm, guys, me and Blake probably won't fight tonight. <laughs> That's a first, actually. No fighting tonight, huh? Uh, you save the person's life. You're fucking making good food that I actually enjoy. <laughs> what, what are we having for a uh, like a carb element? Uh, there are no carb elements on this. We don't have any bread or anything? Nope. No bread. Just meat, bro. You don't we're have any bread cold, in this house. We're going to cold season, bro. We gotta. Our bodies are trying to store carbs right now, so. Yeah, so you gotta eat them to store them. Nah, dude. You're dumb. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking vodka sodas, man. What's that mean? What does that do? There's no, there's no carbs in this shit. Oh, God. All right, so you're wearing a backwards hat. Yeah, I am wearing a backwards hat. I think I look cool. You do look cool, actually. Yeah, it looks good on you. You should take it. Just take it home. Just keep it. Nah. <laughs> nah, it has your hair in it. Oh man, we're just talking to each other again. Um, so, shit, what's next, dude? 
We're um, guys, again, I'm sorry. So let me preface all this shit that we're talking by saying I got home late last night. <laughs> I'm a little bit burned out from traveling. I haven't had a weekend off. I'm tired, and I'm trying to push through it. So I'm going to be a little bit off, you know, off tonight. No, you're going to be on, dude. I'm on. You're going to power through bit. it. You're going you're gonna to fucking just take another swig of gin beam, which I haven't done yet. Where's the pull oh, at? Oh, get the pull. Where's the pull at? Listen, Here's listeners. The Here's the pull. By the way, Ricky, uh, <laughs> Richard, Pollack switched to uh, the glass bottle tonight to save the environment. Proud of you. Like I said on earlier podcast, I'm done drinking bottled water. I've had one since then, right? Because I was in the airport, you're kind of forced. You're kind of you you know stuck I mean? on that shit, yeah. Um, that's it, dude. I'm, I'm living to my fucking values. And Shelby, <laughs> you know... She always says, uh, "Don't buy, don't buy plastic bottles." So I'm doing it, man. Don't buy water. And the shit looks good. It wow. smells, dude. Guys, I'm getting distracted because the chicken tasted so good and it smells so good in here that uh, I don't really know what to talk about. I think we're gonna <laughs> we can't <laughs> we can't really cover the topic yet. I would go to the topic, but I'm like, but you're cooking. Yeah, I'm so, in the middle of this cook. Damn, dude. I don't know, man. Should we pause it? <laughs> no, we can. Uh, we no, can just, you can't talk about I'm it. I'm just man. gonna. I'm just gonna like. I'm not gonna introduce the subject yet, but I'll just say that. Okay, Blake's gonna lead this. I love this. So, I like, can walk away. the disappearance of flight MH370, which is Malaysian Airlines 370, has been a subject that I have been interested in for a very long time. Um, it's something that I've just like. As soon as it happened. I was just questioning the official narrative of it, but um, not to say that not to, to say that the official narrative wasn't accurate, but it's just, there's just never been like a full closure on what happened, which I find to be disturbing and both interesting at the same time. So, what's up, Rick? No, 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 no. good. Cool. Yeah, so I, I had to, in, in preparation for this, I did a little bit more research than I normally do, just because this is a very, like, information-heavy subject, and if you don't fully cover it correctly, you don't do it justice, so uh, just forewarning everyone that I got a little bit OCD OCD on this. Yeah. I, if you can see right now that I'm what cooking everything that? on the stovetop, it's actually a magnetic whiteboard that was on the side of the fridge that me and Terry used to like track shit but uh I got my show notes I'm gonna call them show notes that's cool I like yeah. that I like that term I got my show notes on the uh on the microwave above the uh above the stove so you can kind of like so I can see and read all my shit off um as it happens but I'm not gonna completely introduce the topic yet we've already introduced it I'm not going to officially introduce it yet. Just oh, okay. I'm still, yeah, you're still like, in the middle of this cook. And the ice floods and stuff. So, listeners, Blake is blind as fuck. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm go ahead super and, blind. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Legally blind. I, I, maybe we'll take a picture for the Instagram of how small he wrote his notes on this stupid ass fucking... <laughs> I'm cursing a lot tonight. Dude, I can't even read them. I can't read it from here. I'm four feet away from it. Anyway, so he's gonna be real close to the microwave tonight. I could, I'm already close to the microwave. That's yeah, not really talking close about it. 
I wrote it so small because there's a fuckload of information. And also I wanted to draw a little map because... Do you really think there's a lot of information I'm not, on it though? There's not a lot of information. I'm not the greatest Because they don't at, fucking uh, know anything. I'm not the greatest at geography. That's I'll go ahead true. and say that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So like I drew myself a little map. And that's kind of where the most, like the bulk of my like real estate on this board is gone is like the map. So, so there's that. I'm actually really excited about this satay chicken, man. This shit smells. Dude, it smells good. Awesome, I don't man. even want to talk anymore. I don't even want to be in this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I really don't because that smells so good. Dude, it just smells awesome. I'm so, listeners. I I almost I almost quit the podcast. Just last now? Week. No, last week. Last week? Why? Because of the eggs. Because the eggs? Yeah. Really? So, listeners, I mean, that's a real that's a real thing. I wasn't going to tell Blake. They don't... I was just going to not show up anymore yeah, and not okay. call or text. <laughs> it really set you off. So, uh, this is bringing me back to life, dude. <laughs> and I'm feeling good. And listeners, you're going to be able to tell by my voice, but I'm putting a dip in. And I'm going to tell oh. the listeners. I'm going to start telling them stuff, you know? I'm proud of what we're doing as a podcast and hopefully they're proud of what they're listening to hey guys if you're under the age of uh 19 don't dip uh-uh. actually if you're any age don't dip Mm-mm. don't start it's not good for you rick you should stop dipping hmm? you should switch to vape dog that'll kill you now will it mm-hmm. oh damn everything will kill you i reckon Dude, you sound so so. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Man, he said wrecking, guys. Dude, we're, we're getting down tonight. He said wrecking. <laughs> Is that Savannah Bakken, man? <laughs> this shit made me say wrecking. Mm. So, we're not going to get in the drink yet. We're not going to get in the food yet. We're going to eat soon. Well, I'm going to eat probably after. Yeah. Because I'm going to go ahead. That's usually what I do, but... Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm actually stable to the point to where I can talk about the subject. So, Rick already introduced it. Um, tonight we're talking about the disappearance of the Malaysian Airlines flight MH370. Um, so, as far as to give you an idea of when this took place, this was uh, March 8th, 2014. So, we're looking at, at this point, what, five years ago? Five years ago. Yeah, basically... Um, you know, over five years ago at this point, but um, this is something that's always interested me. At, from the time that it happened, I've always tried to like track it, but uh, it's been on our our topic list for a while. And uh, I was like, you know, we should really tackle this thing because I'm interested in it. Um, so, what I want to cover to start off because this is so timeline dependent is I want to kind of just run down the timeline of events for this like and just break it down for you guys real fast um so to start off this flight was a flight like anybody like any other like i'm I'm sure most people that are listening right now have flown on an airline um basically you go through the airport you go through security you're sitting on a tarmac waiting for approval to take off this is no different um the flight actually departed at 12:41 a.m i think it was scheduled to depart at 12:30, but this thing's never happen as they're supposed to, right, Rick? Like, when's the last time you were on a flight that was on time? Pretty mm-hmm. rare, unless it's Delta. No. Shout out to Delta. That's not true, though. Well, anyway, no. carry on. Why is it not true? We were on the way to Philadelphia, 
we were here's the deal so i'm not going into tangent i'm gonna go into tangent land but here's the real deal guys if you have an app for your airline delta and it says arrives at earlier time than it's supposed to arrive that means you're going to stay on the tarmac a little bit longer because you're actually going to get there when it says you're going to get there yep that arrive early shit doesn't matter doesn't really happen so yes you're typically you can make up time in the air but you're either going to leave late to prevent yourself from getting there early Mm -hmm. or you're going to leave right on time does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's that. I've traveled fucking a lot for work, so yep. That's totally yeah. So that yeah, twelve forty one, right? Is that what you said? Yep, twelve forty one. So so the the plane actually takes off like all said and done, the plane actually starts scooting down the runway at twelve forty one a.m. So it starts that kind of like initial like takeoff sequence, and uh, it makes it into the air at twelve forty one. So at um at that point there's some back and forth that's not really notable um between the uh, aircraft and the in the tower and it's basically in the airspace and you know it's it's on the radar they're communicating back and forth there's some back and forth that's like pilot shit that no one is really gonna like really care about but it's like they have to check in every so often it's actually pretty intense like the amount of time they have to check in but they have to get clearance to go to every level of altitude mm-hmm. so um that's all just kind of like very and they have minute. to clear clear air spaces exactly that's yeah. my that's my new show that i'm not going to go through but the next notable transmission um is at 1 8 a.m which is the last transmission from the uh the airplane to ground control at kuala lumpur um and i, I didn't cover it but this flight was from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing, was the planned uh, planned trip. It's roughly a five mi- 500 mile trip. And um, Malaysian Airlines has two Boeing 777s at the time that made this trip. Um, so that's about, in aviation terms, that would be about an hour flight. 500 miles would be about an hour flight because you're traveling at about 500 miles an hour. So, if they would have landed from Kuala Lumpur 500 miles later, right? No, I think it's longer than that. No, 500 miles. You might have to look that up. I'm not sure exactly, but yeah. yeah. If it's 500 miles to Beijing, it would have took them at least, it would have took them roughly an hour. Their expected arrival time was 6.30 a.m. to Beijing. There's no last year. You gotta look that shit up. Look that shit up. Mm. So. Anyways, so. So I'm just, I'm just like, basically, the most notable time after they take off is 1:19 a.m. That's when the co-pilot basically says to the ground control, "Good night, have a good one," because we're gonna be over, um, basically over water, and traveling in transit for the rest of the night, and we're not gonna communicate anymore. So basically, they have their greetings, they say goodbye. And, uh, and then the plane just continues on its path from uh, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, more specifically. Um, and they're heading <laughs> over Vietnam and towards Beijing. And geographically, I've got the map in front of me, but essentially, like, island of Malaysia is like 
Come on, bud. Voldemort, hey. Cut down, bud. That's a dog. Calm down. Mort. No. My dog's barking at my neighbor's dog right now. They communicate through, uh, through barks. I'm gonna drop some more chicken. Yeah, you hear that? That sounds good. But essentially, um, between, between 119 and 121 a.m., uh, the transponder for the airplane, which from what I understand on that airplane, there's two transponders, right? Um, they have to be manually turned off. So there's no way it would, there's no way that the transponder would turn off unless someone manually did it or unless there was an equipment failure or a power failure. So, at 1.21, with that in mind, the transponder goes completely off, right? Um, and then, also at 1.22 a.m., the flight, which is being tracked, there's two types of tracking from what I, actually three types of tracking from what I can tell for these types of flights, right? So there's satellite tracking, there's radar tracking, and there's transponder tracking. So, at this point, the transponder turns off, um, the uh, the satellite tracking has continued to continue to go this whole time essentially, and then the uh, the radar tracking just drops for some random reason. Um, and then again at 1:23 a.m. is when the radar is picked back up by a, a Thai, um, like a Thai government military military, essentially. Yeah. So. Um, and then at 1.25 a.m. they noticed the plane has drastically changed course from where it was going. So the plane was headed from Malaysia to China. It was almost to Vietnam. It's basically halfway between the edge of Malaysia and the corner of Vietnam. And then it diverts. It makes a hard left turn. Um, it makes a slight right turn and then a hard left turn back basically in a southwesterly direction. Um, and starts heading back towards the uh, Strait of Malacca. I'm probably butchering the shit out of that. That's good. But that's what it's called. So from there it changes course. Um, and then no one really has any record of it. I guess no one has really thought to track it because at this point they kind of, kind of out of sight, out of mind, they're headed towards China. So the Malaysian uh, Kuala Lumpur airport just kind of didn't really think about it after that. Uh, because it, when it's between Malaysia and Vietnam, which is like their next check-in point, no one really says anything to each other, apparently. So, essentially, um, the radar picks back up on uh, on the plane at 2.15 a.m. And at this point, this plane is like hundreds of miles off course. Okay, so, real quick. Yep. So... Blake was incorrect on one fact. So Kuala Lumpur to Beijing is actually 2,700 miles. Holy shit. No, that's very That's, so that's very like flying from New York to LA. That's so like 2,800 miles. So that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's difference. a big increase. So that would be about five to six hours. So continue. Okay. So, so continue on from there. Um, at 2.15 a.m., the radar picks back up on the plane. It's, uh, it's, at this point, hundreds of miles off course. It's actually flown, it flew back in the other direction, like across Malaysia. So, at this point, it's already across 
completely over Malaysia. It's in the Strait of Malacca at this point. Um, and this is all radar. So this is not like, there's no one really real time tracking this. So like no one really knows that the plane is off course at this point. Like this is just, they went back and reviewed the, the radar, right? So when they went back and reviewed it, this is where the plane was. Um, and then at 2.40 a.m., uh, the Malaysian government actually realized, oh shit, the plane's missing. Um, we should probably issue a statement. So they issue a statement. I can't remember if it's a press, if it was a press release or if it was like an actual statement or if they just did it on like their Twitter or Facebook or whatever the hell they used. But they acknowledged it at 2.40 a.m. Um, then at 2.30 a.m., which is um, roughly, what, two hours that they took off, mm. they uh, actually started searching, right? So at this point, at 2.30 a.m., they're searching for a, a missing plane. They're searching for a down plane. They assume that the plane had crashed, and they're searching on the route, um, which the official route that they're searching is from Malaysia to China. They did not expect that the plane had diverted its path, so... They're basically sending search teams on this path to look for a downed airplane, right? What they don't know is that the plane is actually still flying. It's still, like, it's heading in a path that doesn't make sense, but it's flying, right? And it's headed towards open ocean, so it's heading towards the Indian Ocean at this point, and it's basically leveled off its path to where it's not really changing direction, so it's just kind of flying straight. Um, but again, they don't know where it is. They just know that they can't track it and all the transponders are off and where it's supposed to be is not where it is. So from between 2.30 and 4.30 is when they do the preliminary search. Um, and then at 6.30 a.m. is when the plane was actually expected to arrive in Beijing. It's the destination. Um, it did not arrive there. And then I think there was probably that, that period where the search party was hoping that there was just something wrong with the plane and they made it. Uh, so at 6.30 when they were supposed to make it and they didn't, they knew that something was really, really bad. Um, and then at 7.24 a.m., the government actually holds like a press conference on the situation um, and kind of like makes it public that they're looking for this plane and there's an, a really bad problem going on here. Um, and then like kind of like a side, side timeline here, the, uh, at 8, 11 a.m., the uh, one of the other parts of this whole communication, there's a multi-part communication that the plane makes. Like, modern airplanes are very sophisticated. Like, one getting lost is almost impossible because there's so many different checks and balances, like, along the way. So, the last part that they had was the satellite communication that just kind of, like, checks in with the satellite every so often. It checked in at 8, 11 a.m., which is essentially what everyone estimates is the extended range of what the airplane had capability of like at that point because it only had a certain amount of fuel on board right so it it, it was what like 1200 miles to Beijing is that what you said it's uh 2700 2700 so how many how many hours was that supposed to be five hours it'd be about <clears throat> five to six hours something like that so essentially they had seven hours of fuel Seven, seven and a half, something like that is the estimation. So this last transmission is basically the last known transmission before the plane 
essentially crashed is what they think. So uh, this last satellite check-in was basically right before the plane ditched. And from all the official accounts and from the, uh, from the satellite tracking that they did, they think that essentially once the plane corrected itself, after it got into the straight Malacca, it went on a straight course for as long as it, until it ran out of fuel, basically. So that's the official timeline. And I'll just say that once this plane went missing, um, there's been like barely any trace. They found a few pieces here and there, but nothing that they can definitively tie back to the plane. So this basically vanished into thin air and has not been seen or heard from since. So that's the timeline, the official timeline of events. So speaking, having some type of aviation background, me, mm -hmm. turning off a transponder is difficult in commercial flight. It's not something that anyone should really be able to do. From well, it's what I not done. So I would think that it should be impossible, here, right? Well, uh, impossible. I, I mean, you know, impo impossible is a anything's possible. Anything's possible. So enough. A person with enough experience, with enough, I don't know, knowledge of systems, and a, a lot of electrical type experience too yeah could probably turn off a transponder now in military flight uh you can toggle through transponders you can you could change what your transponder looks like you can multiple it doesn't matter so basically the thing is is like for commercial flight transponders don't get turned off right they shouldn't be turned ever. off. they shouldn't be turned off and there should always be a backup, I would think, right? Even there if is the, always a backup. Even if the primary goes down, there should be a, some kind There's of... There's always backup. a redundant system, especially in commercial flight. So, the transponder going down at 1.21 a.m. is what I'm reading on your board. Mm -hmm. uh, that's strange, first of all. Yep. Second of all, it's common to especially for a flight early in the morning to do what they did. So that I, I believe that's protocol. This so they're saying good night to air traffic control. Yeah, that's protocol. Uh, passing into another sector. Uh, typically, you, you call out when you're passing into another uh, airspace. So going from, I don't know how uh, Malaysian's airspace is, but <clears throat> typically it's city to city. It's yep. airport to airport. So you'd make... Probably, a, I, and I don't know how many airports they have in Malaysia. You make a call every time you pass by an airport. Yep. To air traffic control, you'd have to check in. Essentially, it's kind of like what you're saying. So it's weird that going from Kuala Lumpur, which Malaysia is a, a, actually a very uh, uh, modern country. Uh, Absolutely. Just like Indonesia, uh, Vietnam, they're they're all fairly modern in the fact that they have the technology. Uh, for air travel that you know they might not have necessarily the best aircraft but I mean a Boeing 777 that's a pretty advanced aircraft that's a pretty advanced airframe so 
that's strange. The fact that <clears throat> in what the basic guys again, listeners, I don't do my research, you know, and I've been traveling and I'm tired and whatever. But uh, the fact that the military picked up on the aircraft after the transponder went down is strange. I think so because too. and the fact that they didn't they because didn't ATC them. or air traffic control. For all these airports and stuff in between uh, Kuala Lumpur and Beijing should have been picking up as it transferred into their airspace. Right. So the fact that they lost that communication altogether is strange. All right. Now, having said that, The really strange part is that at what time did you say? Uh, t- uh, two forty a.m. Yep. They released a statement acknowledging. The so this is only two hours after two hours two hours after it left Kuala Lumpur. They're already issuing statements, but they're still tracking it by the military. Well, I don't the, know that they were tracking it. Well, they did. Well, I know they that did. they tracked they did track it. it. I don't know if they tracked it real time, though. I think they no, might no, have tracked not, it. No, no, I'm not saying real time. Well, they did real time, but no one was paying attention. Right. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. I mean, military, you know, funding, whatever. <laughs> I mean, things yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, problems with, you know, that part of the. the we're not going to get into that shit, but uh, they were being tracked. Yeah. So the fact that it happened later or, or in real time doesn't really matter. Uh, so 2.40 a.m., they're already releasing a statement. is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they're already setting out search parties is kind of crazy. You said that too, right? Well, yeah. Well, once they well, realized they it was be, missing, that they sent out a search party, which I don't find to be that crazy. Well, I mean, the fact that they're still tracking them. So here's the deal. So at 2.40 a.m., they're releasing a statement. That means everyone's awake. That means that the radar... Everything else is being tracked because if you're going to wake up a a diplomat, you're going to wake up some army dude or military guy who's supposed to look at the radar. So you're like, hey, man, get up. (laughs) I mean, you know, fucking president of the country is not going to say that, but a low-level guy is going to say, hey, what's going on? Can you imagine a plane? The fact of the matter is is that at 724, they, they still see it. Where's the where's the lapse? You know what I'm saying? Like, why yeah. are we, why are we releasing a statement, a uh, precursor, to a plane that hasn't crashed yet? True. I think they're just acknowledging that it was missing is what they were doing. Okay. Well, can I you mean, imagine though a plane going missing for like even ten minutes in like the U.S. airspace at, at like post 9/11? Like, no. Like that it shit wouldn't happen. Just wouldn't happen. Right. It wouldn't happen anywhere. To be honest with you. I mean, I think they probably knew about it way earlier than they wanted to let on. I'm just, I'm I, my bigger thing is like maybe the timeline's not as accurate as they lead, you know, they lead yeah, yeah. on for sure. Just Highly because possible. an official puts out a timeline doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Absolutely. So, I, and I'm not trying to get like conspiratorial, uh, conspiratorial yet, but that's strange. Uh, deviation from flight patterns that happens but the hard left turn across back so basically 
guys, if you look at a map, Malaysia, you'd have to fly basically due north east to hit Beijing, China. Yep, northeast is where they were headed. Yeah, so making a deviation to the southwest... It's a heavy deviation. ...is a big change in direction. Also, they re-entered into Malaysian airspace. And the yeah, and that's fact, what I was bringing back up. It's yeah. like they basically crossed Malaysia and then recrossed Malaysia right. to get on a flight path. That's strange. That's pretty I'm weird. I'm not going to lie. That's weird. Uh, and again, I haven't looked at all the, the information you have, but... Uh, so, this is just a this is just a this is like a, a timeline an official timeline so like I feel like it's pretty accurate as far as once they reviewed the the satellite check-ins which is something that from what I researched was an automated process right so like whether someone turned it off or not you can't really turn it off it's like a computer right so it checks in with satellite every so often that's how they're able to determine this flight path right so like this is this flight path was partially determined with satellite and military radar like compiled because once the transponder turned off they weren't able to really track it but they were still tracking it that part i don't know so basically what a radar does is it bounces frequencies off of an object yeah right we've been able to track literally vor ils yeah. That's how airplanes land and take yeah. off nowadays. There's not a fucking thing on the planet that hasn't been tracked by radar that's big as is big as an airplane for like the last forty years. You yeah, know what I mean, like everything is tracked. So especially with military grade equipment, I mean, yeah. it's strange. It's it's weird. So the Can timeline I, it makes sense, but it, it, even what you're saying, like even about the like uh, they they're issuing a statement. Oh, it's missing. That really does make sense because at the end of the day, even though they're tracking it, why the fuck is it going in the wrong direction? Right. So it's still going to be missing, you know, eventually. Um, I'm trying to read. Guys, I'm trying to read his timeline. It's so small. He wrote it so small. Uh, yeah. I. So expected to arrive at 6.30 a.m. Obviously, when it doesn't arrive, yeah, that's a big deal. It's a big deal, but not really, because flights are always late. So, yeah, I don't think anyone really knew it was, like, a problem until, like, maybe an hour after it was supposed to arrive, and it didn't. Yeah, and that's what you put on the timeline, too, 7.24 a.m. So, that's kind of when they started, you know, really asking questions. But here's here's my, you know, another thing, is uh, a caveat to all that is 8.11 a.m., that's when they actually start saying, hey, something's wrong. We don't know where it's at. Uh, we need to get people involved, right? Right. So it's a weird, I mean, the timeline just, to me, it just doesn't make sense. The fact of the matter is, is that, and we've already covered it, like, those transponders, you can't just turn off. There's no way to turn them off. I mean, they're just there. And they're just... I mean, if you They're do, basically just sending signals to a, a radar or a... If you could turn it off, it would take a high amount of knowledge of, like, engineering of the airplane. Like, yeah, not like a pilot. Be, you'd have to be experienced. You, you'd have to have exponential experience in transponder functionality 
to even be able to turn it off. Right. Or disable it. I guess that's a bigger word. Not turn it off, but disable it. So, because satellite radar and yeah. ground radar are totally both different. reading this shit. Right. You know, so it's it's crazy. So, modern again, airplanes are very different. Like, you almost, it's almost impossible not to track these things. Well, my big thing is like, so, uh, guys, it, 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 I'm really into this this subject because I I work in aviation and, and some substance, and I've you know gone to school for it and all that shit. So, like Blake said, so uh, Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 was a scheduled international passenger flight opera operated by Malaysia Airlines that disappeared on 8 March 2014 while flying from Kuala Lumpur International Airport to Beijing Capital International Airport, which is the big one in Beijing. Uh, okay. Here's where I get a problem. The crew of the Boeing 777, which is like one of the newer models at the time, or, you know... 12 years old at the time. Yeah, one of the newer... Because, okay, guys. So, again, like we've talked about multiple times, and... Blake has the same experience. Uh, we grew up in like an aviation community. Mm -hmm. So we understand, I think we kind of have a good grasp on it. You know, yeah, Blake's brother so. works in aviation. I work in aviation sometimes. <laughs> Blake <laughs> knows about it. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, we know how old these aircraft are. We, we, it, it's, not, it's not uncommon for like us to go back home and have conversations about aviation. Yeah, these things True. were developed. Yeah, I mean, like when you when an airplane makes it to the point where it's like ready for public use, it's already pretty fucking old. Yeah. Yeah. So twelve. Yeah, it's years already old. been tested. It's already been. Yeah. All the kinks have been worked out. It's kind of like the guys, listeners, uh, like the seven thirty seven Max, which yep. they're having problems with now. Is like everything has to go through iterations of failing failure. Mm -hmm. So how do you learn from things? Failure. You fail at something, you learn from your mistakes, and you fix it. Unfortunately, for aviation, especially mm -hmm. with the 737, I'm not going off on this shit, but people have to die. Mm -hmm. People don't have to die, but people do die. Oftentimes. And that's the, yeah, oftentimes. So, uh, so anyway, Boeing 777, uh, ATC, uh, 30 minutes, 38 minutes after takeoff, uh, when the flight was over the South China Sea, which is another... Thing we can talk about uh, the aircraft was lost from ATC radar hey let me just pause you right there so the sete chicken there's your part I'm thank done you with it. I'm, I'm not going to eat on thingy I, I made a, a little peanut sauce there for it as well oh man dude Blake, guys let me tell you something right now Blake is just he's tugging at my heart <laughs> I love chicken and this smells I figured after I hit you with all that, I'm gonna egg, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat shit. one more piece. After I hit you with all that egg stuff last time, that mayonnaise stuff, and all that onion stuff, I figured, oh, is it good? Man, that's delicious. Try that sauce. Can you know. hand me a napkin, please? Yeah, let me know how that sauce is. I will. So basically, what I'm getting at is that ATC radar. Which I have a family member who works, who used to work for the FAA in ATC. So I, I'm trying to like remember things I you know, heard him say. And 
The fact that it went blank, weird shit. Weird. So super weird. I know we've already touched on this. I'm eating. I'm eating, listeners. I'm sorry, but Blake, Blake knocked it out of the fucking park, dude. That's delicious. You dude. like it? Hell yeah. That sauce is awesome. Can you tell them about the sauce real quick? Yeah, so the sauce is pretty basic. I got uh, sorry guys. I know <laughs> we're all we are the most AD podcast, but can yeah, you so tell, this, tell them about the sauce? I whipped up a little bit, uh, a little sauce. It's got um, it's like a classic, like I would consider it classic, like peanut, almost like a Thai sauce. But basically, it's got peanut butter, um, lime, salt, pepper. I use a little bit of turmeric and then some coconut milk in there um to just kind of thin it out and then i also grated some uh some ginger so basically and how did you how did you mix it just with a just spoon with a fork. yeah a fork yeah forks are good for mixing shit forks like a little whisk pretty much man, that's good oh um, thanks man glad you like it it i'm gonna bring it back to though it does taste like a miso it tastes like a miso yeah okay yeah which is a good thing yeah misos are hard as shit to make yeah so uh <laughs> sorry i didn't know we went off but uh so <clears throat> after takeoff flight was over the south china sea so the military was still tracking it for over an hour uh like we said it deviated from western mm-hmm. western westwards flight pattern and basically went east man mm-hmm. over the malay peninsula i'm gonna it went in a straight line yeah okay. i'm gonna butch, but, butcher like you these words should, you guys should uh, look up the and i'm on see <laughs> We hate Italians on this podcast. The Italians are like yelling at us yeah. right now. They're like, why uh, do you guys rip on us every single week? Uh, and uh, it left radar range 200 nautical miles southwest of uh, Penyang Island. I said that right. Uh, northwestern Malaysia. So, my biggest point, or my, we're not making points yet, but, you know, What what do you think, Blake? All right, so South China Sea. Yep. You know about that? Disputed region? Uh, Have you read any? I know a little bit about it. Okay, so yeah. South China Sea, very disputed. Right. Right? It's disputed between China, mm-hmm. the U.S., other like countries. Other islands. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So who actually has control? That's, right. a, that's a valid thing to talk about. Yep. Okay. I'm not trying to make a damn god gosh darn conspiracy theory about it. So where is the South China Sea? So the South China Sea, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up, guys, because I, I'm actually you know I'm trying to do good. <laughs> these, yeah. These days. Geography is tough on this one, man. Because I'm like. Well, I mean, it's I mean, just, I, I know where most things are, but like this is this is hard because it's, it's like, just a little bit, you know, it's a little bit out of our wheelhouse. It's man. a little bit out of our wheelhouse. So South China Sea. Is actually, it would be from Malaysia. It would be a. It, they would have to cross it to get to Beijing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? They didn't so, get that far. They didn't get. Yeah. So the, instead of going there, they basically turned around. That's why I don't know where it is because. Yeah. When I'm looking at the map of of events, like also listeners, like just look up like MH3, MH370, like flight pattern, and it'll give you a good idea of exactly what where these guys were headed and where they went because where they well, went their course is quote unquote where they went where they went yeah. yeah no one really knows where they went i mean we have what we where we think they went but like it's like anything else you know it's like scientists or doctors like they guess but 
I don't really fucking know. You know what I mean? Do you want to see the map, Blake, real quick? Uh, or, I mean, I, I know, I, I know, I said east, but that's where it is. So yeah, if you, okay, gotcha. so listeners, yeah, so yeah. basically, that's you guys, can, body of water. you guys can Google search this. I think the South China Sea is actually like the third biggest sea in the world. That's huge. And it. it's, it's basically big. between Vietnam and the Philippines is that's, where that's the South China Sea. So essentially, their flight path would have took them from Kuala Lumpur directly over the South China Sea into Beijing. Right? Yep. We can we can agree on yep. that. So just to clarify, so I only brought that up because it's such a disputed area. Uh, I mean, especially nowadays. Um, so the man, I hate doing this, man. Uh, the deadliest incident involving a Boeing seven 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 ever. That's what it was. That okay. Was, that's what that's, it is. That's okay. what it is still. How many people were on board? So I think it was like twelve crew members, right? Twelve crew members, two uh, pilots, two hundred twenty-seven passengers. passengers. So okay. two hundred thirty-nine people. Yeah, that's a lot. And uh, family members. <laughs> I know you're not listening because whatever. But there were Americans on there. Like three, uh, right? Two or three. Yeah. And uh, sorry low. for your loss. Mostly Malaysians. We're not trying to make fun of this shit. I know this is kind of like a comedy thing, but. Uh, and we're not going to get to the bottom of it. Let's be honest. We're not going to get mm -hmm. to the bottom of it. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk and, about it. I have some theories that are different from anything I've heard. Though. Yeah. So, again, uh, very sorry for your losses. Um, and we, quote, unquote, pray for you in a way that we all do. You know what I mean? Or sending good good vibes. Good vibes. Good, good vibes, vibes your way, guys. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I got That's you. a fair way to say it. That's a fair way to say it. Yeah. Like, good vibes, man. Because, dude, fuck, dude. No one wants to. No. I Every was... time you fly, especially for me, like, okay, yeah. I'll go off on a little thing. Like, every time I fly, mm -hmm. commercial, dude, it's more stressful than dude, flying. Dude, I have so much anxiety when I fly commercial. Yeah. Like, also, I don't know what the fuck other than commercial is, but... Right, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I fly on an airplane, honestly, man, when I go in a fucking elevator, I get a certain level of anxiety. Like, <laughs> Oh, I do too. Anytime <laughs> I'm in a fucking enclosed <laughs> container yeah. that I cannot control where yeah. it's going, yeah. I get anxiety. Like, yeah. When I'm driving, I'm fine. But like, going in an elevator, especially a freight elevator, this shit freaks me the fuck out. I was in freight one elevator? What the hell is that? Oh, you've never been in a freight elevator before? Mm -hmm. Think about an elevator and then think about how much more scary an elevator could be. Think about like a fucking redneck elevator. That sounds great. No, it sounds great, but... <laughs> well, to me. Think about a bootleg-ass elevator. So, like, one of the... I think it's the tallest building in Atlanta, actually. The um, Bank of America building. Yeah. Is where I was today. So, I have a, a meeting that I go to every week on the 45th floor. I'm not sure how many floors are up. That's, that's, that's pretty that's up high. there. That's high. That's pretty up there. Um, so the regular passenger elevator is the one that all the people ride, right? The business people, the like yeah. people going to their jobs on their floors, right? The service elevator or the, uh, what, what do I call it? I call it the freight elevator? Freight elevator is the one that all the construction people use to take all their shit up to the floors, right? It's the one UPS uses to take their fucking package up. It's like, it's like the shitty version of a regular elevator that you guys, that like everyone rides every day. It's like a, uh, what they used to call them? A way something back in the day? Uh, I don't know. Where, in 
the houses. They used yeah, to yeah, yeah. use the rope and yeah. all that shit. It's this is like, like that. A, is there yeah. a guy doing that every day? He's pretty no, big. No, he's right? not like he's not like <laughs> muscling this bitch up there, but it's uh, basically like a very dirty, very like unmaintained version of like the regular elevator that everyone else rents. Like and the lights don't fucking work in there. It's rickety as fuck. It makes noises when you're going up. Like, that shit's scary as fuck. Anyway, all that tangent shit, just to say that, like, I'm terrified sometimes when I fly. I always feel, like, anxiety when I fly. A couple of times, me and Sarah have had to, like, not go places because I've gotten to the airport and I've been like, dude, I'm not getting on this fucking plane. Yeah, like, I understand I'm freak- that, I'm freaking dude. the fuck out right I mean, now. I don't understand that, but I understand, like, anxiety about it. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so, I know we're, we're... Oh, by the way, listeners... If you want us to change our name to Tangent Land, <laughs> let us know. We got to do 10 more episodes if we do the that. Glass Pint Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Out on the Edge let Podcast. Let us know or out on the Edge Podcast at gmail.com because I kind of want to change the name, but we're not going to. Um, so, yeah, every time I fly commercial, so like this last time, we, uh, when was it? Last night. We're coming to land, right? Guys, I'm sorry. I'm, we're, we're, we are talking shit now. But I was, we were coming to land, right? Up there it is. You can, well, if you're in aviation or you kind of know about aviation, like, you can kind of feel, like, the right spot to, to land, right? You yep. can feel how the airplane how the plane feels. Is, yeah. So, I felt like we were a little bit fast, all right? Okay. We're going into land. We're about, I don't know, 150 feet off the deck, something like that. Coming in, we're doing our approach, final approach. We're over the runway, and all you hear is those fucking engines roaring, son. Mm-hmm. They thrust, dude, all the way up. They went, Vroom! we went completely vertical. Wait, they took back off? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. I never had that happen to me. So we took back off, dude. We were like... And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, what the hell is going on, dude? Of course, the pilot comes over. He's like, yeah, there was a plane on the runway and we couldn't land and whatever. You know what I mean? So I mean, good on you if that's true. He bullshitted. But I really felt like we were ground speed. We were, we were too yeah. hot coming in, so we weren't be able to slow down by the runway. Uh, so we took back off, came back, did another approach, and uh, still sketchy. Still sketchy. So I feel like there was a training thing going on. Oh, it was on like somebody front. has never yeah, landed a so, plane before yeah, up there. I mean, at yeah. night, you know what I mean? Like late at night. Everybody's got to have their first landing. Yeah, you got to have your first Yeah, you it sucks it's got to be you. But. but I didn't really care. But I mean, I was I was just kind of like, you know, I was asleep and then it kind of yeah. woke me up and I was but like. Kind of, dude, let me fucking tell you, bro. <laughs> we're that going off, to dude. Me, now we're if going. that fucking happened to me, man, like. I've I've ran through, I've seen it happen on videos before. I've seen like planes come in and like not be able to land and take back off. It's never fucking happened to me. If it happened to me, dude, I would probably like shit myself. Never fly. I'd probably never fly again. <laughs> I would leave the plane immediately after we landed, and I would go take like four shots of fucking whatever the strongest. Liquid yeah, they had. but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But it was it was it was uh it was interesting because, you know. When you leave the plane, you have to, you know, the pilot's standing there, and you're, you know, he's like, hey. You're like, good job, man. No, good no, flight. he's like, uh, he, usually they're like, oh, thanks for flying with Delta. Have or a good day. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, I, I said something. I was like, uh, yeah, it was a good go-around, sir. 
looked at me. He's like, bye. <laughs> so he was the training officer, mm. probably, and he was pissed as shit at the guy that's flying, you know, because he's, you know. He probably ripped him, man. Probably yeah, he probably ripped asshole. his ass, you know. And anyway, we're way off topic. Uh, so let's get back on topic. First of all, before we, we're doing a deep dive. Dude, we're, this is going to be a long fucking episode, dude. That's fine. Listeners, I'm sorry. We have to do it justice. We are trying to do better, but I just wanted to kind of tell that story. Um, so, not to mention the fact that the plane disappeared. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say crashed. I'm not going to say crashed. Oh, no, it crashed. Huh? We don't know. We don't definitively know it crashed. We don't definitively know. I'm going to say missing. Still. Still missing. missing. 411. Yeah. <laughs> um... The thing, so after the fact, the largest oper- the largest search and rescue operation ever undertaken. Did you do any so research on that? It's also, oh, come on, bro. You know I, I know, man. I just wanted you to kind of. So it was actually the largest and also the most expensive yep. search and rescue operation ever to be attempted. It cost $155 million. Oh, you did do research, man. Yeah. Hell yeah! $155 million. That's just the documented. There's actually some third party group that picked it up after um, the they're official. They're still doing it. Yeah, they're still doing it. Like after the official group like stopped. I'm not sure who's funding them or if they're even getting funding. I'm assuming they are because no one does anything for free. Yeah, I mean, but they're getting paid. Somebody's paying them. Yeah, probably us. Probably. <laughs> probably the US. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I mean, that was just one thing I want to touch on. Like, and that's the fact that that's where you know there's something more going on. Right. Well, it's, it's been five if, years, right? If you're gonna throw money at something, and you're gonna continue throwing money at something. Money. Yeah. Something ain't right, you know. And, and where the where the plane ended up? So there's like no one really knows where the plane ended up, but based on radar, they tracked where they think the plane actually crashed, and it was. Not close, but the closest place that was nearby was actually Australia. So they picked up part of the search effort. So their government, which, I mean, say what you will about Australia. Everyone I've met from there has been pretty fucking cool. They seem like they have their shit together. Uh, I trust their, like, judgment as far as, like, searches go. So, like, them searching makes me feel good about the search effort. You know what I mean? Not that- Okay, so I have I have negative things to say about it. About Australia or about search effort, period? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> so. I'll see it. Uh, basically, typically, if it's a search and rescue effort, it would be, what would you say? Military? Would kind of uh, take over? I would say. At first. At first. At first. Yeah, at first. Okay. First. Coast Guard in our. A in Coast our, Guard, our, yeah, our for America. So. Instead of that, the Australian government created another department to do the search and rescue. I know that. Yeah. So I can't remember the name of it, guys, and I'm sorry, Blake. I'm sorry, too, man. But I did do research on it because I was I was more interested in the in the in the search and rescue effort to try to figure out what the fuck actually happened. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it was called like, damn, dude. Let me. 
guys, let me do a little quick search. I'm not going to find it, but anyway, they they basically had uh, it would be like the Department of Interior or something, right? You know that. So like the National Park Service. It it would be it would be some it, it would be a department that would never get involved yeah. in a search and rescue in the open ocean got involved and they started this new funding in this new group uh, mm. just to do the just plainly that's all they did. They only did search and rescue for uh, uh, flight three seventy. So yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Yeah, they probably needed that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's where like that's where like the government funding and the government getting involved is crazy as shit. Yeah. And guys, I, I'm trying to look it Australia up. Australia doesn't really get involved in other shit. So like the fact that they haven't needed that for this long is kind of impressive. But also like did other people ever get lost in the ocean and they have to go looking for them? Like I wonder who did it before that. No, there's a totally different group. That's what I'm saying. Like like they had their own coast guard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we call it the Coast Guard, but yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of like the same. God damn, guys, you know what? I fuck, fuck y'all. I'm looking up stuff. All right. What do you fuck y'all? That's your job, bro. No, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the listener. It's gonna be a long one, and this I want to figure this, out this, this one deserves to be long. I want to. I want to really figure out what the hell I'm talking about, man. I'm trying to. Yeah, so I I will say, man, like, just going, transitioning from, like, the narrative and, like, the timeline into, like, the, like, explanation or supposed explanation for what happened. So, there's been, like, three main theories thrown out for this thing, right? So, like, obviously hijacking was the number one theory. Um, number two theory was uh, pilot suicide. Um, and the number three theory was like hardware failure, basically, like basically a, a catastrophic event with the plane, um, hardware or software. So the first one, uh, hijacking, um, there really was like, at one point there was two gentlemen that were on the plane that had fake passports from Iran. Um, and I'm still not totally convinced about this, that whole part of it because, um, I've not seen or heard any like really good hard evidence on clearing them, but essentially they got on the plane with fake passports, which is also terrifying. Like the fact that you could make it on a modern airliner with fake passports. Like it's kind of crazy that at this point in our like evolution as humans, like we still are basically identified by pieces of paper. You know what I mean? What do you want an RFID chip? I mean... I know that Christians wouldn't allow that because that's the mark of the beast. But I mean, that's what you want. I don't want that. I do. I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't want that. But I'm just that's, saying, like, that's dumb. isn't it crazy that we could, like, well, I think they could probably do some kind of biometric identification of us if they wanted to. They probably already do. Um, but yeah. Oh, so yeah. basically, I'm just, I'm basically, I'm running through like what the supposed theories, right? So number one, hijacking. There's two gentlemen that made it on board with fake passports from Iran. Um, it turns out that the official narrative is that they were not hijackers and that they were just trying to seek asylum in China, 
Which I don't know how the hell they would know that. Ah, that doesn't make any sense. No, but that part of it didn't make any sense They just make up to me. stuff because... They were just like, it's definitely not hijacking. And I was like, okay, cool, that doesn't make any sense, but sure. It's not the most interesting version of the story. But then there was the, um, the pilot suicide. Like, the pilot suicided himself, and then like... Which happened in uh, the Alps. Yeah, not correct. Not too long after that. But... That made more sense. Like, why would you fly one direction off course for so long until your plane ran out of gas and then kill yourself? Like, why wouldn't you do it right away? I just don't understand. Like, it did, really didn't make that much sense. Um, pilot suicide was one. Also, like, there, he showed no signs of, like, mental illness or, or wanting to commit suicide. Um, and the third one is airplane failure, aircraft failure, or electronic failure, which, to me... Like, all the signs kind of point towards that. No. You don't think so? Why? Because it's a 777 that's 12 years old. Yeah. If there's any failure, it would already been... It would already happen. It would already happened. They would have already known about it. They would have already yeah. seen another aircraft. So, it's a 777-200ER. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they would have already seen that happen before that. Right. If it was, it's like we're going back to the the same topic we talked about, or the same aircraft is like a seven three seven Max. Right. The angle of attack sensor failed on those. That's right. what That's made, what them, made crash. them crash. Yeah. Right. Basically, it's saying, "Hey, I'm in a stall, mm-hmm. but I'm not really in a stall. I'm gonna put my nose down." Right. And then the pilot's not knowing, you know systems crashes so that would have already been factored out i mean that would, that would have already been that it would have happened way prior to 12 years after mm-hmm. the aircraft was developed i think no i agree with you on that so it's a very stable aircraft equipment failure doesn't seem likely unless it was on purpose so those are those are the three official like Explanations. There's and listeners, also, I can't find the goddamn Australian shit. So that's fine. I'll fu- I'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll cut. We'll yeah, we'll, I, yeah. So to kind of wrap things up a little bit, like that's the three official narratives. There's also unofficial narratives. Obviously, everyone like ranging from like alien abduction to black holes. There's always going to be like supernatural versions of it, um, which. I don't know, like, as far as conspiracies go, like, some of the more popular ones are that, that they landed the plane somewhere, like, on the, uh, I think it's called the Christmas Islands, and that the crew, um, and the, and the people on the plane are still there. There's also theories that, it, like, the plane, like, flew as far north as, like, Russia, and, like, has been captured, and, like, they're holding everyone there. Um, I'm not really sure, man, like, as far as that goes, my, when I was actually... No, the thing was, is that, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. I'm just saying, when I was doing my research, I actually stumbled on something that I hadn't seen anyone bring up before that I thought was a very interesting point that I would love for anyone that's listening to investigate, and I'm also going to investigate it myself, but the um, prime minister at the time was actually involved in a very like, well-known scandal 
um, in which they like basically embezzled like 4.5 billion dollars, which is a fuckload of money. Like that is what I think happened. I think that I think that they had some people loaded on that plane that were involved in their you want water, more water. Yeah. They were involved in that scandal that either like benefited them for benefited them to die so they could gain more money or benefited them to die so that um, they wouldn't like rat them out. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking that the I'm thinking this was an inside job. Okay. So that's your that's, that's my official like my official position on it. I think that they had so much on the uh, like at stake that they disappeared these people. And if 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 you guys remember there was actually another Malaysian flight. I don't know exactly how close to this it was. Damn, you're going to go down my path. Okay. I don't want to go too far down your path. There's another one that crashed like not that far after this. So like I'm thinking that the government's like getting rid of people wholesale cuz at, at this point like the guy this the prime minister actually gets ousted out of office at some point like not too far from there. And I can't remember exactly where it was, but when they raided his house, he had like bags of fucking cash. His wife apparently loved diamonds. They had like a shitload of jewelry that they were basically like washing money with. And they were taking like bribes and all kinds of shit, man. There was a lot of corruption in that government. So I think government corruption could have been played a big part of it as well. That's my download on what I think it actually happened. Okay, so <clears throat> Malaysian Airlines, it was a failing airline. Yep. It was privatized. Okay. Oh, so it was a public airline? It. W- I did not know that. It was a public air. It was a government-controlled airline. It became privatized. All right. So, after this, it went back to being controlled by the government. Mm. Okay? Here's some facts. Not long after this, a Malaysian airline flight got shot down over Ukraine. Well, Crash killed everybody. Officially got shot down, or officially, officially got shot. I down. didn't know that. Yeah. So, failing airline, failing political system, corruption. Mm-hmm. You gotta rally around something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna go. 9-11 on y'all. Oh, shit, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> we're going to have to do one. But... That'll be a two-parter. Yeah, but a failing economy, or a failing uh, business that's has your name on it, mm-hmm. that used to be part of the government, controlled by the government, got privatized, of course something bad's going to happen, right? right. Eventually. Because mm-hmm. you want to have control. Mm-hmm. If you're part of that one percent, so for me, what do I think happened? Nothing. Here's what I think happened. Then they took off from Kuala Lumpur. There was an event in the air that no one can talk about, no one knows about, but I think they got asphyxiated. Uh, and they all passed out, and that's why the plane. And they all passed out, and that's why they continued a course in one direction. Varied, yeah, from the original course, yeah, 
because maybe the pilot pulled. Maybe the, I don't know. But here's the problem with that theory that I'm having is that a pilot would have to enter in a new course heading. Yeah, you have to, to override go in a the, different direction. Yeah, you have to override the autopilot. Yeah, so you would technically you would still fly northeast over the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. What if you're flying? Okay, you say ATC, good night. Right, mm-hmm. that's what they said. Yep, good night. You get a ra- radio transmission from the South China Sea, hostiles, mm-hmm. okay? Because, like I said, the South China Sea is like no shit, like, a, it's a problem. It's it, it's a problem for a lot of countries, a lot of people, it's, a, it's an issue. And maybe this was the start of it. Maybe this was the first iteration of shit going down there. They called it an aircraft, mm. okay, over Whatever. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. VHF, uh, uh, F, whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. So they call over and they say, "Don't fly over the South China Sea. We're doing military operations. We're doing something. We're mm-hmm. whatever. We're doing testing." So they're like, "Fuck." Basically, make it to a no-fly zone. Yeah, no-fly zone. So they turn and they head west, which would make sense for the deviation on the on the map. Mm-hmm. Then. While doing that, stressed pilots, stressed crew, they do pull up a little bit too high. They go into like 40,000 feet, which, I mean, pressurization of the aircraft, all that shit can be affected the higher Mm -hmm. you go. I mean, it's just how it works. So maybe it failed. Maybe something failed. Maybe uh, the pressure was too high on the outside and low on the inside. It pushed out a window or something. Right. Depressurization. And they all pass out. Everyone passes out. <clears throat> so they are varying their flight plan based off of something that's happening over here. Mm-hmm. So how's that work though? So when when it depressurizes, obviously the masks fall out, right? Yeah. Um, and then as a safety precaution, doesn't the plane automatically start dipping down to below, like pressurized, like automatically it does. But however. Who who turned off the transponder? That's true. Maybe they turned off all that shit too. Who's blocking the transponder? That's my biggest thing. Who's blocking the yeah. transponder? If you have, and no offense Chinese listeners, if you have a hostile Chinese military unit mm-hmm. in the South China Sea, you can block a transponder. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. That so you have... can't turn it off, but you can definitely block it. Yeah, it may just been, have or all been interrupt, a test. Or interrupt it. It may have all been a test. Like yeah. A, well, Boeing obviously issued a statement that said it's impossible to hack our navigation systems. And like, come on, that's what Boeing would say. That's not true, though. Yeah. It's not, it's not anything, the fact of hacking. Anything's hacked. Anything's able to be broken. Like, there's no, there's no, like, it's impossible to, just about anything is impossible. You know, like, with modern technology and things that are man-made, like, there's nothing that's impossible. I would it's say. not hacking, though. I'm just saying, like, the, one of the theories it's is It's interrupting. That, yeah, jamming, hacking, whatever jamming. you want to call well, it. Well, yeah, jamming is totally different than hacking. No, I get that. I'm just yeah. saying one of the theories was that they hacked the navigation system and the autopilot system, and they rerouted it. 
So, Which I could totally see. Yeah, that's totally That fine. makes sense to me. Yeah, but Boeing was like, it's impossible to hack our systems. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. That's well, it's impossible. That. Okay, Boeing. It's yeah. impossible for a, a, a angle of attack sensor to fail. Yeah, right. On the 737 MAX. Nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible. With fucking technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's shit it's a fucking man-made happens. Device. Yeah. So Price that's in- my theory is like, there was something going on over the South China Sea that damn I might get murdered for this shit that Malaysia which was struggling mm-hmm. the Malaysian Airlines which was struggling during mm-hmm. this time frame China, Malaysian was, government China was, was probably investing in it let's be honest yeah. Malaysian and, government also struggling at this yeah, time, yeah which we, all, we just covered so unfortunately people had to pass away the theory that you're taught, or the theory that I've heard, is that it landed in Ukraine. I, that's exactly what I was. I said Russia, but yeah, that's what. That's well, what I, I mean, yeah. they basically taken over Ukraine, right? Now, almost, or parts of it. Uh, no offense to our Ukrainian listeners, but I, I see no. But I think that like my thing is, is that here, here's a here's a real conspiracy. And we can end on this, maybe. Well, I was just going to say, like... You say first. I was just going to say that, like... There's two things that could have happened in this plane, right? In my mind, there's only two things that could have happened, right? So, either one, the plane is... The plane either landed somewhere on land or landed in the ocean as a whole unit. Or number two, crashed into the ocean and completely fucking obliterated itself, right? Which is... What well, would happen? I think that, I think that the fact that, so they did find pieces of a plane that they thought were tied. They found pieces of a plane that had serial numbers that matched only the 777, and that there was only two known crashes of 777s. One was on the land, and one was in the ocean. So they knew that. That's how they knew that the piece they found was they thought tied back to this plane. You can't which, fake serial numbers. That's what I'm saying. You can't fake serial numbers. Also, how many 777s have been scrapped? Just because they found a scrap piece of a wing doesn't mean it didn't fall off of a container ship somewhere carrying scrap 777s, because I'm sure they do that shit. Because they, they have service at life just like everything else. Anyways, all that to say that like, if the plane landed whole or landed whole in the ocean, it makes sense that we never found it, right? Because if it landed whole in the ocean, the bags on the side didn't deploy to make it float. Anything that has can contain water will fucking sink, right? So the plane, in my mind, there's only two options. Either the plane sank to the bottom of the ocean or it landed somewhere and it's, it's hole somewhere else that we don't know where it's at. Because otherwise, if the plane broke up into multiple pieces, which I've seen pieces of, like, I've seen pictures and, like, theories on that, but y- you know as well as I do, there's, like, a million things inside of an airplane that's made to float on water, right? Mm-hmm. So like you've seen the video, seats. the seats are fucking made to float. Like the fuselage itself, the fuselage is itself, made to float, yeah, as long as it's in, intact. Right. So like if the plane broke up into pieces and like exploded when it hit the water, like everyone said, or it broke up in the air, you'd be finding seat pieces of seats. You'd be finding pieces of foam. That shit would be all over the place. Like there would be no. Well, you'd be finding a, uh, more 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 than that. You'd be finding a slick of fucking. Gas. Oil slick, gas slick, yeah, you'd be 
Well, I don't know. It was out of gas at that point when it landed. Well, they don't know that. They don't know you that. You don't know how many how much fuel was put in that aircraft. Right. So. That, that's that's my point. Like, I see no way that this plane crashed in, head on into the ocean and we didn't find any evidence of it. So here's a conspiracy theory. This is Rick's conspiracy theory. Rick-spiracy. Rick-spiracy. Plane lands in Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. You can land a plane without pilots. Oh, the plane's gonna land itself. If they can land themselves. Yeah. So, lands in Russia. Oh. This I don't believe this, but this is just a crazy thought. So, lands in Russia. All right. They're in co cohorts together. How do you say that? Cohorts. Yeah, I think that so. cohorts. Am I saying that right? Man, I don't know, dude. Anyway, I heard so, it and it sounded like it sounded mind. bad, yeah. but yeah. Um, cahoots. Cahoots. Cahoots together. So, lands in Russia. All right? Yep. The same plane that, the plane that got shot down in Ukraine is the same plane that's the 370. Mm. No one's on board. Damn. Not for real. That's a hell of a theory. So... But we're... Because we're trying to save an airline. We're trying to save a government. We're trying to save... Uh, interest of Eurasia, mm -hmm. Malaysia. So, why not? Why not? Why? Why can't that be a real thing? Why isn't the same plane that got shot down over Ukraine? Because I don't. I it does don't seem like it does seem like a, quite a coincidence that like another one was downed like. Two months later or Two something. Two months later. I, mean, I don't even know what time frame, because I'm not going to look that shit up tonight. Yeah. But it was close. Very close. And it's Very never close. talked about. Yeah, and you never hear about it. Yeah. Even you with like the MHC-370 search, like you don't hear about the other one. MH-17 was the other one. Yeah. You don't hear about those. Like, so what if it was the same aircraft? Could have been. Take all the people out, gas them. Were they both 777s? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. That's just a weird conspiracy thing I thought about. Yeah, that's intense. I mean, and it's it's plausible. It's very plausible. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's the top. I agree with you on that, man. That's at the top of my list of like, gov it's a government. I think it's an inside conspiracy. I think it's an inside job either way. I think it's an inside job either way, based off the timeline, yeah. based off the fact that of what I know about aviation and what we both know about aviation. I don't think it's plausible that. It just crashed. Yeah. In the it, well, I mean, I you know there is a possibility, mm -hmm. and uh, especially because the ocean's huge, uh, it could have crashed. But the more fun thought is like it was basically taken over from the South China Sea, landed in somewhere else, deboarded, killed yep. everybody, flew it to Ukraine, shot it down. And guess what? Malaysia got to take over an airline. Yeah. Which they're still in control of now. After it got privatized. Yeah, for sure. And that, that boosts their economy. It, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, it, it did. I mean, it didn't work. Because whoever that prime minister was got fucking booted. But unless that was part of the whole narrative too. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a thing. Like, I don't know if we'll ever know what really happened. What I would really, what I really want to know, okay. and what I haven't seen, 
is a manifest of who was on the plane. That's what I really want to know. Like, I really want to, like, I know it's like 200-something people, like, and it might be a follow-up episode, but I want to investigate everyone that was on that plane and see what their interests were, like, what ties they have. I would love to see what the Americans' ties, like, who those three Americans were on that plane. So... Or what the hell they had. All they have is nationalities. So Australia, six. Canada, two. China, 153. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. France, four. India, five. Indonesia, seven. Iran, two. Mm. Those are the two guys that had the pick pass. <clears throat> yep. Malaysia, 50. Netherlands, one. New Zealand, two. Russia, one. Taiwan, uh, ROC, one. Mm. Ukraine, two. United States, three. Interesting. I would love to and see bless it. their souls, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, either way, I'm sure people die for sure. Yeah, like, that that sucks. Either way you go about it, people probably died. People died. Yeah. So, uh, you want a drink? Let's make a drink, dude. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So, guys, tonight our theme was. I mean, you know, we didn't really scratch the itch, so to speak, of like what really is happening there but it is a it's an interesting <laughs> topic right blake's blake's dead five nine two three is that right damn i'm good <coughs> you all right bud yeah, blake's dying. I'm, coughing. I'm the one coughing this time yeah so i haven't coughed yet i just want to make a note got transferred to me uh so i'm gonna make blake a drink guys uh it's a malaysian classic <coughs> Jeez, it was developed. Are you all right? Blake's so. gonna die. Uh, it was, it was uh, developed in the Kuala Lumpur uh, hotel. Okay, where is that? Where is that? I don't know. Kuala Lumpur. I'm gonna go there now, dude. Here, I man. wish you would do some research. Seems cool. You wish I'd do some research. Yeah. Uh, oh, can I get a board and a cut a knife, please? Can I get a cutting board and a knife? That'd be very helpful. So, guys, I'm gonna make Blake. I usually just keep it till the end, but I'm gonna tell y'all what I'm making. So I'm making a jungle bird. The fuck is that? I've well, never heard of that. Yeah, well, most people haven't. So I have a lot of ingredients in front of me. I'm actually trying. Check out that these. Georgia peanuts board, dude. Hell yeah, bud. Uh, I'm actually trying these days. Uh, can I get a knife as well? I'm working on that. Um, <laughs> so essentially, I went to the cooking.newyorktimes.com. I guess it's New York Times and Y Times. I guess that's New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty fair. Uh, I have the same basic uh, mixing crap and shit. I usually have the tools. Uh, so you're, you're going to want to get a mixing shaker. Uh, you're going to want to get a shot glass, a cup. I like to use the, uh, what is that, a Moscow Mule cup? Yeah. So typically a Moscow Mule Cup, uh, I'm going to do a little prep work. Ooh, shit, I almost cut my finger off. Dude, dude that, I just saw that in real time. And, like, you literally <laughs> almost lost your finger. Uh, that's a sharp that knife. That squirrely, dude. Yeah, that's a sharp knife, bud. Uh, so cut yourself up about three <laughs> lines. <laughs> don't cut yourself up. Yeah, don't cut yourself up, but cut, cut some lines. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So what you're gonna to want to have in front of you, which God bless my wife, I love her to death. She made a simple syrup. Ugh. 
because I didn't want to do it. it it's a time-consuming effort. Simple syrup. Because you have to, you have to like cook it on low heat and all that shit, and like let it. That's like the easiest thing to make ever. Okay, bro. well, you can go fuck yourself. Like. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Shelby. Appreciate the yeah, simple syrup. Yeah, thank you. That's what you're supposed to say. So, in a mixing glass, three quarters filled with ice. That's Blake's job because he's across the partition. And three quarters. Yeah. Uh, Guys, calm down. Essentially, the ingredients for this uh, cocktail are ice noise, simple syrup, rum, dark. A little bit of rum. Elrond. That's not gonna be the good stuff that you've had. What rum? What is it? Myers. Okay. All right. All right. Original what? Original dark. What dark. Original dark. Uh, Campari, which we've visited okay. that. You got that bullshit. Okay. I hate it. You hate uh, Campari, dude? Yeah. Why? It's so delicious. It's disgusting. Love it. Uh, pineapple juice. I actually went with pineapple juice. I wanted to, I didn't know how to fresh squeeze pineapple juice. <laughs> so I just bought some. You put that bitch in a headlock, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I bought some pineapple juice. Dole. Dude, it was expensive as shit, man. That shit really? was like four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> At Publix, man. That's not expensive, bro. Yeah. What is not? No, dude. Yeah, it seems expensive to One me. One of these fucking spices that I had to buy for this shit was four bucks. Look uh, at this shit. Well, I mean, we're not comparing bills uh <laughs> fresh lime juice uh and a pineapple wedge so pretty simple ingredients so in a mixing glass uh three quarters which bleach is poured uh we're gonna do simple syrup uh half an ounce so i have a little uh mason jar Damn, that's of, a, that is a little yeah little guy. full of uh you have an eyedropper for this shit by the time this is done no man dude this is Dude, I'm proud of this one. I think you're gonna like it. You're doing a full ounce? No, half an ounce, dude. Simple half an syrup. Ounce, dude. Guys, simple syrup is a. Wait, what? What did Shelby put in that simple syrup? Sugar and water. I made it dark. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. I've never seen dark <laughs> simple syrup before. Well, you cool know, you never it. had it, so. <laughs> okay. Is that half hey, an ounce? Hey, Bruce, is you gotta ounce? calm down, bro. Listeners, I always have to ask Blake. Is that an ounce or a half ounce? That's an ounce. Okay, so I did a half a That's half an ounce of uh, simple syrup. Uh, we're gonna do rum. So I got Myers rum. Uh, something dark. You, you want something dark? And I know it's not the best rum. Whatever. Who gives a shit? We're gonna do two ounces for Blake because we cracking. know we know Blake. Uh, <laughs> he likes to he likes to party. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like to party too, motherfucker? Nah, man. I hang out at the house. Big Bruce, you want some you want some carrot? So do two ounces of the uh, two ounces of the rum, Myers rum. Uh, make sure it's a dark rum. That's actually something they say. That's, <laughs> that's something they say. Wait, what's the name of this tough, drink again? Son. Uh, it's called the uh, Jungle Bird. Okay, let me take a pull of this Myers. See what it yeah, it's, like. it's tough. It's tough, dude. So uh, how tough? You're not gonna like it. Uh, so Campari, my demon child. I hate Campari, dude. This crap sucks. But goddamn, son. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, so the Campari, you're gonna do uh, three quarter ounces of Campari. It's just world famous, bro. Did you know that? Everything's <laughs> world famous. Uh, you're gonna do three quarter ounces of Campari into the mixing glass as well. 
Uh, you're going to do a pineapple juice, which, like I said, it's going to be one and a half ounces of pineapple. So it's going to be, it's going to be like a, a Jamaican cocktail, essentially, but probably maybe hopefully a little bit better for you. Because uh, <laughs> that shit. The Campari is throwing me off a little bit. Like, where the oh, hell did they get that crap. shit from the recipe? <laughs> you tried it with the wrong top <laughs> Yeah, we like to keep it loose, guys. So, uh, one and a half ounces of pineapple juice. This is going to be hard to pour. Uh, actually, pineapples are expensive as shit. Yeah, no, they're not that bad. So, oh, you're the one that's bitching about a $4. I wasn't bitching about anything, dude. (laughs) I was just making making a comment. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, So, and as usual, everything's hot because I have to travel far to come to Blake's house. So, so, one and a half ounces of pineapple juice, uh, fresh squeezed. I don't know how to do that shit. So, uh, that's what it is. A half ounce of fresh lime juice. I have like too many lime juices cut or too many limes (laughs) cut. So... Uh, can I get in our cup, please? Thanks. Damn, bro. How much shit do you need? Well, Another you want cup? a good drink, you want a shitty drink. You want a, what kind of cup do you want? Just anything, man. Just to keep catch the juice. Just to catch the juice. Okay. Yeah, dude. It doesn't matter. Give me whatever. Hold on. Well, if it doesn't matter, then... Yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. Give me that fucking cup. Blake is a cup... This, this house... A little bit of a cup slut. A Here, cup. Here's my Coors Light cup. Oh, shit. That's, That's awesome. sweet, dude. You're impressed by that, aren't you? I am, actually. You're if, probably, if you're probably made, sponsored by Coors Light. I am, dude. Shout out to Coors Light. <laughs> Thanks for sponsoring me, guys. You all are the best. Blake's getting loose tonight, man. Dude, don't sponsor On the podcast, guys. <laughs> he never does that shit. That's funny. I never get loose? No, not like this. I'm always, this is... like, super wound up or what? Am I super tight or what? Nah. You guys can hear it in his voice. Um, so <laughs> you're gonna squeeze about three halves of lime okay. into a cup. I like that. Uh, again, uh, William Sonoma squeezer. Hey, that shit's I up, did man. not know how to work this shit at the house, and that was loud as shit. You ever seen those squeezers that are at bars that have like the fucking crank that are? They look like they're made out of aluminum. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, the fry cutters. Yeah, I want one of those. Oh, those are expensive. I'm going to get one. I'll put it right there on your side of the bar. I can't See, wait, dude. Uh, so, <laughs> so a uh, half ounce of fresh squeezed limes, dude. And I'm going to keep it real, man. I do fresh squeezed limes. I, dude, because if like, you're not fresh squeezing your limes, dude, what the fuck it, are you doing? Guys, if, you, if y'all can let me know how to fresh squeeze a pineapple... <laughs> I'm being serious, man. Blake, I'm being serious, dude. If y'all can let me know how to fresh squeeze a pineapple, I'll do it. I have ideas on how to You know, I, I'm sure there's a way. I'm yeah, sure there's, a, there's a, 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 a tool or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. So, you're going to put that lime juice in that same mixing cup. <laughs> probably a tool. Uh, Wouldn't that look like a giant fucking version of that? Like a big Yeah, it would be a bigger one of these. Yeah. William Snow. William Snow probably makes it. Uh, so... After you add all those ingredients, you're gonna add your simple syrup, your uh, your rum, your Campari, your uh, did I say that right? Campari. Yeah. Campari, your pineapple juice, and your lime into the mixing cup. You're gonna shake it for about 30 seconds, guys. And yeah, I'm gonna need this right. That's the shaking noise. 15 Mississippi, 15 Mississippi, 15 Mississippi, 15 Mississippi, 15 Mississippi, 15 Mississippi, 
Like I said, guys, uh, they're not ready at all. They're not ready. Can you no. put a couple ice cubes in that cup? So, like I said, I did the Moscow Mule Cup. Is like a, it's like a copper cup. Uh, usually, it tastes better. I'm actually so, extremely excited because I've never actually had this drink before. I've never heard of this drink before. Well, you know, I'm here for you. I'm not so, going to order it everywhere. Here's I what I do. I do research on drinks. I, I, I don't research that. the topic. I appreciate that about you. Because I know a little bit about some stuff. You're going to pour that into a Moscow Mule cup. So what you just said is you don't have to research because you have it all in your brain? Yeah. On your mind? Essentially. I think about stuff all the time. <laughs> uh, so you're going to fill up that Moscow Mule cup. I got... Uh, you know, I, I bought, I was going to buy a, a whole pineapple, but uh, I don't know how to cut it. So <laughs> I do know how to cut it. I've done it before manually, but it never turns out right. So you get the, if you go to Publix, they have the uh, pineapple half sliced already ready for you. Oh, the Publix, man. That's just. So you're going to cut one of those little slices in half. And like I said, we're going back to the garnishes. All right. So. Love it. Get a pineapple slice, put half of it on a cup. Damn, bro. This feels like a tiki drink. I love this. It is a tiki drink, my friend. I love a good tiki drink. Uh, and Where's yours? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that Should cup. Should I try it? Yeah, well, let's cheers each other, man. Cheers. So cheers. So. I'm just going to describe this drink to you guys. So it's basically I've got a uh, Moscow Mule glass, which is a copper cup with a brass handle with some brass feet and rick has made a garnished pineapple looks perfect on the outside um and i'm about to take a sip smells excellent smells like a, a little bit like a mai tai and i like the smell Oh, yeah, that's a tiki drink right there, dude. That's good, though, ain't that's it? That's a fucking tiki drink. Is it good? It's good, yeah. It tastes like, it tastes a lot like a Mai Tai. Does it? It does, yeah. And I'll say that as a bad thing. I like Mai Tais. That's a boozy-ass drink. That's a boozy-ass drink, son. So, guys, uh, just that got Jane Beam in it, bro? No, 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 no. No? No, no. But you like it. I do like it. You're proud of me. I'm proud of you. Again, so I did two for two, right? Bro, you're going to be a real, you're gonna be a real ass bartender by episode 20. <laughs> I did the damn the jungle burn. And uh, I think I did good on this one. Yeah. I actually did my research. Uh, so like I said, uh, like I've said before, the amount of booze you put in depends on your friend. So mm -hmm. I know Blake can handle it. So uh, two ounces of rum calls for one and a half. Uh, some Campari, <laughs> I can't remember the fucking mixture. One and a half ounces of pineapple juice, pineapple slice, uh, three quarters uh, ounces of lime juice, and shake it up. Shake it up. And you're gonna fucking get a good drink. And I think I made a good drink this you time. You made a good drink, man. So I'm doing better, guys. I can see myself drinking that like on an island somewhere, like on the beach. Well, Malaysia. Yeah. That's where it's from. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you could drink that in Malaysia? Um, I'm hoping that, like, yeah, if, if like... Don't fly Malaysian Air. But, I mean, you yeah, no, <laughs> fly never Delta fly there. MH370, yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, no, I would drink that shit on a, on, on a beach. I'd drink it anywhere. I'm drinking it right now in Atlanta, Georgia, on the ground, so... 
So it's a good drink. It's a good drink. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys. I think this is my favorite one you made. What? I thought the White Russian was White Russian was, was really good, but you chopped it, man. Good did drink. I really? Nuck, stuck. Dude, nuck me, nuck. dude. Guys, listeners, I'm so stoked. Are you being serious? Or are you just saying that for the fucking thing? I don't do that. Yeah, he doesn't bullshit. That's the problem with Blake. Man, I'm proud, dude. I'm proud, man. I, Dude, I love you, man, for that, dude. Thank you. Bro. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Congrats. So, guys, uh, well, actually, any closing statements, Blake? We never no. do that. Any shout-outs uh, for weird random shit? Man, um, <laughs> I'm just looking down at what I'm wearing right now. I'm just trying to shout out, like, <laughs> shout-out to Doc Martens. Uh <laughs> I got some of your shoes on. These things are comfortable as shit. Um, I took. I don't actually have my uh, Red Wings on right now because uh, I'm breaking them in and actually want to be comfy in the kitchen. So like Doc Martens are always fucking comfortable. Shout out to Doc Martin. Uh, shout out to whoever made this goddamn Hawaiian shirt because uh, this thing. It's called is, a recording shirt. This recording. Sorry, recording slash show shirt. Yeah. Who are you wearing right now? Oh, dude, Tucker Brewing. Shout out to Tucker Brewing. Tucker Brewing, dude. They actually make good beers. Oh, yeah. I don't drink beer, but my wife does. Yeah. So. If you did, then that would be one you would drink, right? Yeah, a cool place. Hell yeah. Cool place, actually. Yeah, if you come into town, we never did that. If you come into town, Tucker Brewing. Uh, don't go to Tucker for anything else. Because nah. Tucker sucks. Avoid Tucker. But Tucker Brewing is cool as shit. And they have a cool spot up there uh, on Mountain Industrial Boulevard. Hell yeah. yeah. You got the road and everything. I did that, dude. Oh, shit. That's off, that's off the top of my head. <laughs> Man. We need to do a series of like, when you come into town, what's the best place to go? We do that. Yeah. <laughs> we do that. Let's do one every series, like every every time. What's, what's, your, what's your pick for this week? Uh, my pick this week, I'm going to do a local. I'm going to do a not local, but local. <laughs> I'm going to do Hattie B's. Okay. Okay. That's right up the street. So every time you... Uh, actually, I'm going to do two. Okay. I'm going to do Hattie B's up the street from Blake, which is on... It's on uh, Moreland. Moreland Avenue. Yep. And I'm going to do front page news. Okay. Because it's underrated. It is it's underrated. underrated. It is underrated. I like the, I like the space. It's yeah. good. So I'm going to do front page news and I'm going to do fucking Hattie B's. Same... They're like yeah, three, 30 feet away God, from each other. so good. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, if you're in that space, like, and you get, you, like, hit front page news and Hattie B's, you might as well just go to Camilli's and get a giant-ass piece of pizza. They have a, a pizza slice that's, like, as big as your fucking head, so. I've never been there. Camilli's? Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. It's right there between front page and, uh, and Hattie B's. Me and Shelby are going to go to uh, the last one you said, Amma's, uh, Amma. Amaza? Amaza. Oh, yeah, dude. Hey, if you guys are going. That's our, that's our, that, so listeners, like, me and, me and my wife live in Decatur, and Blake lives on, like, the real city. Dude, if you're going to Amaza, call me, because I'll go, I'll meet okay. there. Okay, we'll yeah. call you. Do it. <laughs> Why are we doing that? Where's your don't We're go? We're just talking, dude. Dude, where's your don't go to in Atlanta? We're still recording, Where's your dude? don't go to in Atlanta? Don't go to, uh, don't, <sighs> fuck, man. Where do you not go to? Don't go to any brunch spot on Sunday. 
<laughs> hey, dude. Dude, that's Anti a good ass. Brunch, man. Dude, that's a good ass. Uh, that's a good ass advice. Man. Go Saturday. Go Saturday. Dude, because they all serve it Saturday. You're fucked on Sunday if you're trying yeah, to get brunch. Don't do Sunday. My Go advice Saturday. to you, if it's Sunday and you're trying to eat brunch, you should learn how to cook fucking eggs. Cause What's what, your spots, man? What are your spots for this week? Go-tos. Go-tos for like eating or go-tos? Yeah, for go-to for eating. Um, Man, go-tos for eating. Shit. I cook a lot, so my go-tos for eating, I ate last night at Victory. Okay, we've already done that one. Which is a good one. Um, <laughs> Beetle Cat, that's good shit. Down the road. Also, Jack's Pizza. If you're into pizza and you aren't near uh, Amaza, go to Jack's Pizza. They have pizza rolls that are made in-house. They're really fucking good. Um, <clears throat> also, if you love Cuban sandwiches, the Cubano, go to... Uh, El Superpan in Ponce Market. It's the best fucking Cuban I've ever had in my entire life. Hell yeah, Blake. Best one I've ever had in my fucking life, dude. In Ponce Market? Is that new? Is what new? That Ponce. place? No, it's been there for a long time. Ponce Market? No, that's not new. That's where the homeless people used to live. It did, yeah. <laughs> dude, it, it was closed out for fucking ever. Yeah, so... the El Superpan is fucking delicious. They have the best... The Best fucking Cubans I've ever had. Get a media noche. Don't get a Cuban. Get a media noche. It's good as shit. Hell yeah, Blake. Do it. Man, I love you, dude. Dude, love you. Dude, we've had a no, good we've had a good episode. Woo. Dude, uh, sorry guys, we got loose at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we've been drinking way too much. Uh, we really appreciate y'all listening. Uh, shout outs to Tyler, Nick, Pollack, my my brothers. Uh, Travis Free. Travis Free. Okay. Eric Brugge. Everybody else who Paul listens. Paul Willis. Paul Willis. Joe Sanders. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, our wives, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with our bullshit. Uh, yeah, thanks, we, Sarah. It, thanks, Maggie. Um, listen to the Juice Pod. Listen to the Juice Pod. Who, like, who else? Like, if, you, if you guys hit us up on fucking IG, give us a fucking comment on our shit, and then dude, it, we'll, it, guys, we'll really give you a shout out. Uh, I know we 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 uh, we joke a lot about the podcast, but we really do want to do it more uh, professionally. Uh, like I said before, ten episodes, we're at seven uh, yep. with the new format. Uh, but if you guys like us more and more and more, and you tell your friends about us, we can get on Apple Podcasts and we can actually start, you know, having a little bit of imprint on, uh, you know. The topics that we want to cover and people will listen we can interview people we have more of a backbone to talk to people that know more shit than we do which is pretty easy mm-hmm. uh and we really do appreciate y'all listening and thank you so much for everybody and uh, please have a good week i know we're at the end of the week guys we're getting through it uh we'll release Power this three. probably friday saturday uh have a good weekend. Uh, take care. And uh, thank you so much. So we'll talk to you next time.